the pounding begins. The wagons are circled. Every wind is raided. It's football time in America, and this republic has never been stronger. The Sportsocracy, Beer City's best sports talk, live from the Ingalls studio. And welcome into the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. The Sportsocracy is heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, and we are seen everywhere on YouTube. Just go to thesportsocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the channel, join us in the chat. And that way, uh, you know, you can get in on all of the overreactions from a divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Yeah, is now we're, and we're going to overreact to a lot of a lot of stuff today. <laughs> as as is the title of the show. We are now down to four teams left in the NFL playoffs. Not a, not a lot didn't go practically exactly how, how we said it was going to go. Yeah. Hey, Baltimore's the best team in the NFL, and if you don't see that at this point, I cannot help you because <laughs> you're doing it on purpose. They laid waste to the uh, Houston Texans on Saturday. I mean, but then... you know, good for Houston. You're way ahead of where we thought you were. Mm-hmm. That's, it's a great time to be alive. Mm-hmm. And if, if any of you are planning on beating Baltimore, I would love to hear your detailed explanation of how you're planning on doing it. <laughs> San Francisco 49ers got the win just barely over the Green Bay Packers on Saturday night. It? Are you starting to see it, or am I still a crazy person? Am I crazy, crazy? Uh, San Francisco's not that good. <sighs> the NFC's off. I mean, just straight up. I don't know what, if you don't get that part at this point, I don't know what to do for you because I'm not sure that every team that played in the AFC this weekend wouldn't dog walk every NFC team that played this weekend. Mm -hmm. Do you disagree with what I just said? I do not disagree. I do not disagree. The two that played last night would hurt your feelings. I'm not so sure about I am 100% uh, sure. sure. I get Josh Allen or Pat Mahomes. You get Jared Garf, Baker Mayfield, or Brock Purdy. (laughs) Woo! Uh, yeah yeah um no i mean baltimore showed what they're made of uh which is just piss and vinegar right they're just (laughs) they're just out here to hurt people's feelings like they did with the texans uh san francisco we saw debo samuel get hurt how big of a uh, factor will that play coming down the stretch well i mean that's that's the excuse i got it it's already built in well of course of of course San Francisco lost to the Lions because we didn't have Debo. Exactly. He do no Debo. I look, and I, every time he hasn't been on the field for this team, they've lost this year. Every time right? somebody gets a hangnail, San Francisco all of a sudden is terrible, and nobody wants to just go. Are you sure it's not just that they're not all that great in the first place? <laughs> and then yesterday, Detroit Lions. 31-23 over my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, I think that's the one thing we can all agree on. At this point, there are four kinds of fans in the NFL. There are Baltimore Raven fans. Mm-hmm. There are San Francisco 49er fans. Mm-hmm. There are Kansas City Chief fans. Mm-hmm. And there are Detroit Lions fans. And every team that I didn't just say is bullied for the last team that I just said. I feel like the Detroit Lions are the entity that could galvanize America. We've got the left. We've got the right. We've got Democrats and Republicans. But here's what I know. I am sick of Pat Mahomes. <laughs> I am sick of it. I am tired of it. I have uh, had all of Andy Reid and his frozen mustache. Okay, I've already done this once. 
I have already done this that you can take a flawed team, but they're so good at quarterback and they're so well coached that they just keep finding ways to win even when it doesn't look like they should. I grew up with this. Okay, this was from like my year, my my 14-year-old to four years ago with the New England Patriots. I am not mentally prepared to do this again. <laughs> there seems to be no stopping them. At least, at, at least when you consider the Buffalo Bills. Because the Bills lost to the Chiefs again last night. Third time in the last four years they've been knocked out of the playoffs by Patrick Mahomes and company. 27-24 was the final score. Chiefs go on to their sixth straight AFC championship game. It is, you know, I, 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 I get it, right? When you went through this eight times in the AFC, eight straight years with the Patriots making the AFC championship game, and then you immediately overlap those two little dynasties right oh yeah with, well i mean this is Kansas just the City way it Chiefs. goes uh, danny Finsfan said why does america hate greatness because we're tired of it being the same team all right i know it's never going to be my team i get that our day's not coming we're jet fans joe namath sold his soul to the devil we've been over this <laughs> i just okay can can, can the poor little buffalo bills not get one you try so hard and just every single year it's oh shoot and now your quarterback goes from the greatest value in the NFL to more in line with what he should cost. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That uh, cap number going to go up on Josh Allen next year from what was it, 18 to 47? Is that the numbers you gave me uh, earlier? I believe so. It's, yeah. it's $30 million. Yeah. It, roughly. It's a $30 million jump for Josh Allen. And what do we know? Right, we go over it all the time. When a quarterback becomes more expensive, it's real hard for his team to get better. That's right. The tools around him get lesser, get deadened a bit, and now you now you have to come up with the 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 Patrick Mahomes, the Andy Reid, the 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 Brett Veach genius to try to build a team around that star. The problem is you can't win, and you don't know how to win, and and how do you fix it? Well, this felt like the year that if Buffalo was going to do it, this was going to be the time. No doubt. Because you had a Kansas City team that didn't have the receivers. You'd had drops, issues, and weird. You know, ain't it funny? Ain't it funny that an Andy Reid coach team comes into the playoffs? They, they did what they had to do to beat Miami because Miami was no threat, and they were at home. Then they go on the road, and weird, all of a sudden, Marquez Valdez Cantlin can catch. And all of a sudden, we didn't have any drops problems. The drops problems came in with the Buffalo Bills. Man, ain't it funny how that happens? Ain't it weird how well-coached teams with really good quarterbacks, they go into big spots and they get better. And then good teams with – I'm, I'm going to be nice to Sean McDermott right now because I'm going to be real mean at the end of this segment. They regress. Buffalo did not look as good yesterday as they had looked. First half, you're running down Kansas City's throat. Then what happened? He forgot. Oh, weird. I forgot that we should continue running the ball, which we did with almost no resistance for the entire first half. Then Joe Brady does what Joe Brady does, and he can't help himself. I've got Josh Allen. I've got to hit the kill shot. I've got to to put the, the, the stake in the heart of Dracula over here. And what do you do? You cost yourself the victory. Because I felt like Kansas City Buffalo were really evenly matched for that, for, basically for that entire game. Mm -hmm. I never felt like one was 
had a huge advantage over the other until the fourth quarter. And the fourth quarter came along, and I looked at my television and went, I don't see a path that Kansas City's losing this game. I see no path that they lose. And the difference is, I think Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen are, I'm not going to say equivalent. Pat's the the best quarterback of the NFL. Josh Allen's pretty damn good, too. Mm -hmm. But you got something I don't. You have Andy Reid, and I have Opie Taylor all grown up. And that is why I have to say, if I'm the Buffalo Bills, it's time to move on. Mm -hmm. I know that feels like an overreaction. Just tell me how it's going to get better. How's it going to get better? Sean McDermott all of a sudden going to hire really well, offensive coordinator-wise, because he's had one. Brian Dayball. Ken Dorsey, disaster. Weird. Every team in the NFL wants him now. Seems like he has been talked about with every coordinator job that I have heard come up in the last week. Mm -hmm. Joe Brady, the Falcons just interviewed him to be their head coach. And yet something in Buffalo, something something always happens in the fourth quarter. And the only common thread is Sean McDermott. Josh Allen did everything in his power to win yesterday. He could not have played any better. Hit Stefan Diggs in stride. For a, 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 I don't know, 40 some odd yard completion, mm-hmm. completely changes the game. Stefan Diggs drops it. Yep. His Trent Sherfield could not have handed him the ball any better. It was a tough catch. I get it. It's the playoffs. Couldn't reel it in. Mm-hmm. Last two plays, last the, the, the last two throws that he had before they attempted the field goal, trying to push the ball downfield when. You could easily just get a first down. That to to me, it's things like that that I look and go, "Well, you kind of deserved it. You kind of you kind of deserved to miss that field goal." Of I, I physically couldn't play. believe, based off the fact Jay Feely had mentioned five or six times that Tyler Bass was struggling mm-hmm. in pregame warmups. Yep, that you're just treating this like, "Ah, we'll take the field goal and go to overtime." First of all, that's stupid. That's a stupid decision. Don't know how many horror movies you've watched, but if you get the opportunity to kill the thing that haunts your nightmares, you should take it. (laughs) Don't, oh, well, Freddy Krueger, maybe he'll just take up crochet or macrame and he'll leave me alone. No, you kill him when you get the opportunity. Yep. Buffalo can't do it. And so now I'm going to say something that I never thought I'd say for for all of eternity. If I'm the Buffalo Bills, I'm going to float to Bill Belichick. Hey, I know things didn't end so hot in New England. How about you come down here? Or up here, how about you? How about you come uh, win one for the old Buffalo Bills? And what does that do? What does that change? You bring a winner into the building because I'm I'm at the point. I think that's your problem. Is that Sean McDermott is what he is? He will never be better than the ninth best coach in this league. And look, if you are are content to just keep doing this, okay, I'll tell you this right now: Sean McDermott never wins a Super Bowl in this league. Mm-hmm. Not as a head coach. You're not a Super Bowl winner. Because it's these little tiny decisions. And I want you to think about what I'm going to say. Just look at the the dichotomy of yesterday's game. You have a fake punt that made absolutely no sense. Well, they only had 10 guys on the field. Okay, that's fine. One of them's dropped all the way back, and you have that advantage every single time you do this. Then you run a safety who's played about 40 more plays this year than I have. In a in a play that determines your season. You see how stupid that sounds when I say it that way? Mm-hmm. 
Then you've now turned it over to the best quarterback in the league on the 35-yard line. They go down, run through you like a hot knife through butter. But you get lucky because old Miko Hartman, he's got that jet stank on him and had to fumble for the second time in two touches out of the back of the end zone. You're given new life. That could have blown that game wide open to where that field goal never even mattered. Yep. And you got lucky. You got lucky that you were still in it. But you couldn't do anything with it. You couldn't do anything with it. Mm -hmm. And does that fall on Sean McDermott? Or does that fall on Joe Brady? Or does that fall on the shoulders of Josh Allen? I'm going to tell you the same thing about Sean McDermott that I've said about Jerry Jones. You know, it's weird that the names change. The result never changes. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, it was Brian Dayball. Oh, it was uh, Mike Kavka. Oh, it was Ken Dorsey. Oh, it was now Joe Brady. Weird. How many times now have we had a defensive head coach that you look at and go, why will you not just run the damn ball? You have one of the best running quarterbacks in the history of this league. It completely stopped in the third quarter. Mm -hmm. It became how many times can Josh Allen air it out downfield? Which, oh, by the way, if you know anything about film, go back and watch that fourth quarter in an all-22 and just realize that Kansas City was daring you to do that. You still had opportunities, and they were daring you to do it. Dropping two safeties, just going, you're not beating us over the top. Mm-hmm. And yet you just keep trying to do it. This is not that hard. That's the beauty of football. This is not the most difficult game that you'll ever see in your life. It's all numbers. It's all numbers. Where's my advantage? That's why I'm not necessarily going to just rail on you for the punt decision because I do see that you saw the numbers. I don't really understand the the, the play call. It, no, it's not even that. I, I understand why you did it. I don't understand why you did it with a backup safety. That's the point. It, it's it's the design of the play. The if that was a plan play. going in, that was a really weird person to try to do that with. Mm-hmm. That part doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But I understand counting off the numbers and all those things. But you also have to have some situational awareness. Of, okay, if this fails, I'm giving you the ball on the 35-yard line. And then you got the momentum back, and you did nothing with it. You were given countless opportunities just to figure out, hey, you know, maybe we should go back to that thing that worked in the first half. And you would try, but you would do it in super obvious situations where you're trying to pull the back out of the backfield. And there were good calls. The little flat pass on the, the, the double move by Shakir was gorgeous was beautiful what was the next play a runoff tackle that got dropped for a four-yard loss and that's second 14 so you got the momentum oh we got the fourth down we're good and grumper and you just kept doing that and that's a coaching thing it is it's a coaching thing Mm -hmm. do you have deficiencies absolutely i stefan diggs has has regressed this entire year I don't know if he's angry at Josh Allen. I don't know if he's angry how cold it is. I don't know what he's mad at. And frankly, I don't care because you have nothing else. So he has a bad game yesterday. You got nobody else. You got nobody else. And Michael Mulcair said he missed Shakir wide open in the end zone. He did. You're Mm -hmm. right. Do you know why he missed him? Because he had a pass rusher directly in his face and he short-armed it. He He did that three times yesterday. Yep. Had to throw it off the back foot. He couldn't get anything behind it, and that's why it didn't make it. Two, no target. quarterback in the history of the NFL can win it by himself. Nobody. Even Pat Mahomes yesterday. Weird. Travis Kelsey, special. Mm-hmm. He was special. Didn't happen a ton. He wasn't 28-year-old Travis Kelsey. He was pretty good. He was pretty good. And so I ask you, and, and Notorious B.I.G. just said this in our YouTube comments, would Mike Vrabel be interested in the Bills? 
I'd make why, the call. Why wouldn't he? I'd make the call because I feel like he's a better coach than Sean McDermott. Mm-hmm. I feel I know Bill Belichick is. You're in a window where this is about to get exponentially harder, and you got old Opie Taylor that's just ready to go frog gigging down at the creek. Uh, yeah, I'm good because uh, I don't believe in you at all. Yeah. But is this a scenario where you're going with a defensive coach? You would accept a defensive coach here, like Bill Belichick, like Mike Vrabel, like you Mike have McDonald a quarter, or you have a quarterback that is differently able to win football games that way. Because on third and four, I can drop, I, I can put five out wide, five linemen. You have to honor the five wide receivers because I got a quarterback that can absolutely throw darts. You know what's coming. Mm-hmm. I can tell you which hole he's getting ready to run through. You're not going to stop it. So it's not really like I need some innovative offensive genius. I need somebody that can get stops. Yesterday, the problem with the Buffalo Bills was not Josh Allen. You couldn't stop anything. They mowed down the field on you. They didn't punt until the fourth quarter. Not once. You can't win that way in this league. You just can't do it. And you're a defensive guy. And the defense has regressed every single year. Oh, Leslie Frazier was the problem. Sean McDermott's this special defensive mind. Is he really? Because I didn't see a special defensive mind yesterday. I saw a guy that had three linebackers up on the roster and could not figure out, hey, maybe, maybe we're going to have to go at this a slightly different way. Hey, we have three linebackers up. One of them's a rookie. One of them's a backup. And one of them is an aged veteran. Hmm. Maybe we should run some more five-man fronts. Doesn't that make sense? Is it going to leave you vulnerable in places? You're going to be vulnerable anyway. Instead, nah, we'll just line up and base. We'll line up and base and just do this all game long and let Isaiah Pacheco drag us down the sidewalk. And then Pat will sprinkle in a few special plays, and we'll go home losers as we have six years in a row. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure if you lather up and do it again, with a quarterback that's $30 million more expensive and you're already $43 million over the cap, I'm sure it'll be different this time. Yep. Third year in a row, Buffalo Bills come in as, uh, well, a top seed and fall in the divisional round of the playoffs. And as we know, they can't get over that hump of the Kansas City Chiefs, where this time they lost at home to Kansas City as opposed to losing to them on the road like they had. Uh, I feel bad for Josh Allen. And at the in the third hour of the show, we're going to have a uh, special daily draft because stock up, stock down. Hey, you want me to go ahead and tell you what it is? Stock down, Brock Purdy. Stock up, everybody that won. Stock down, everybody that lost. And there it was. I saved you 26 minutes. <laughs> so in today's daily draft, we'll talk about the uh, best quarterbacks never to win the big one. Josh Allen's on that list. And he's way higher than you think. Did you know that Ingalls sells more organics than any other store? Or that they run their own dairy? Or that they only serve USDA choice and prime meat? Did you know that they have more local craft beer than any place else? Or that they have energy smart stores? Or that they professionally slice and package imported cheese from Europe? Did you know about their giant international aisle, local farm partnerships, curbside pickup, wine department? Or that they donate 3,956 meals a day to local food banks? Well, now you do. It's all in the bag. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of 
stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern hospitality touch. The best season of the year is here. Tailgate season. Monster Brewing presents this season's MVP, The Beast Unleashed. With four bold, familiar flavors with zero caffeine and zero sugar. Beast Unleashed is your new pregame ritual. With white haze, mean green, peach perfect, and scary berries, there's a flavor for every fan. The Beast Unleashed. 6% alcohol by volume. Unleashed responsibly. Must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed. Available at your local retailer. The Sportsocracy. You two are just dumber than a bag of hammers. It's ESPN Asheville, and you are in the Sportsocracy. It's an overreaction Monday after the divisional round of the playoffs. Kansas City Chiefs once again beating the Buffalo Bills. And the Kansas City Chiefs, I mean, I guess it's just old hat now. It's, it's to the point where you just have to bet on them all the time, right? Just well, I mean, here's the thing. When the playoffs I, I, didn't, come. I didn't get the opportunity to say this in the first segment, so I feel like I should do it now. Nobody goes wide right like the Buffalo Bills. Oh, oh, that's a low blow. Oh, shoot. Hey, if there was a two, it'd be Florida State. So, all right. I understand. I've been there. I've seen me do it. I think we're officially to the point of you doubt Kansas City at your own peril. Mm-hmm. Every single year, there has been a negative of this team. Oh, the defense isn't good enough. This year, the receivers aren't good enough. you got so many drops. He doesn't trust anybody. Weird. Look where we are. Yep. Ain't it funny? Ain't it funny how this is exactly where you wind up, and it's for a very simple reason. Andy Reid's the best coach in the NFL. It's not close. Patrick Mahomes is the best coach, best quarterback in the NFL, and it's really not all that close. Mm-hmm. Makes up for a lot of ills. Absolutely, it makes up for a lot of ills. Um, and it, it doesn't hurt that – you're in the head of everybody. I, I mean, I can't, I can't feel, I, I can't keep seeing this over and over again and, and not feel like this is just, right? Six years in a row. It's got to be the most daunting thing to think about when you're trying to game plan against Andy Reid of how am I going to be able to outcoach him this time? So I'm, I'm going to tell you a, a, a fun stat about Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. It is 2023. I graduated high school in 2005. I am almost a 40-year-old man. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many times Andy Reid hasn't won 10 games in that 18 years? I'll go three. It's five. Okay. And not one of them has happened in the last 10 years. They've won 10 games 10 years in a – or nine years in a row. Mm-hmm. That is insane as the NFL is currently constituted. We're will every rule of the salary cap and everything like that is trying to prevent you from doing this. For the same things that have happened to Kansas City, look how many good players have left this roster over the course of the last six years, and you're in the AFC Championship game for the sixth time mm-hmm. in a row. It's been different opponents. You don't have an you don't have a common opponent. You've played Buffalo a lot. It hasn't always been in the AFC Championship game. No, Cincinnati's gotten here. Cincinnati loses a quarterback. Didn't even make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. The consistency of Kansas City 
I almost feel like we don't give it the the flowers it deserves because we just watched New England do this. New England set records that will never be touched. Ever. We Kansas think. City's going to be... Uh, no, Let's say we think. Well, Andy Reid can't... Uh, he's, he can't what, 65? So I, I'm going to go ahead and say that he's 13 years shy of what Bill did. Right, but we thought that we... I don't would, think he's goes until he's 80. But but did did any of us think that anyone would really ever get close to eight championships in a row? Right? Well, that's the funny thing. And They're not close. You're almost there, though. You got six. Six AFC championships. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I I didn't think that one was that out of sorts. It was six Super Bowls in, what, 16 years? That's what oh, I thought yeah, nobody that's... would ever come close to. And Kansas City's not close to it yet. Mm-hmm. They have two. Mm-hmm. They have two, and I'm not going to lie to you, I don't love your chances, but I'm not good, I'm not betting against you. You won't bet, them against, get bet against them this week? Is that what you're saying? Because I'm going to say that's what a lie sounds like. I can tell you right now, I usually bet the minute the lines come out, I have $0 on the Baltimore Ravens. Really? I can't do it. Mm. I can't do it. And and I'll be honest with you, I couldn't do it with Buffalo either. I was that dogmatic that this feels like the year of Buffalo when we're crash course, Buffalo, Baltimore. And I kept coming to that little box that said, are you sure? <laughs> and I couldn't hit it. Yeah. I had I had more money on every other game than that one this weekend mm-hmm. by the way san francisco 49ers thanks good looking out bro talk about you here in a little bit yes yes the kansas city chiefs are they a threat to the baltimore ravens 100 can Can't they get them out. can they can they pull the upset the question will be how because i've been trying to rack my brain and we've got a whole week to figure this out on the show right how is this gonna happen because Baltimore looks that strong right now. But Kansas City is that reliable. And that's the problem. It's a team that knows how to win. Well, I mean, and that's the thing. You've been here. You you have a trust. You have the quarterback. You have the coach. And now you're going into Baltimore where I feel like all of the pressure is on Baltimore. 100% of the pressure in this game is on Baltimore. If Kansas City loses, it's real easy to say. Well, Rashi Rice is a rookie. That's the only receiver he trusted. Mm-hmm. The defense is is good, not great. Spagnolo really did a great job of throwing wall spackle on that to, to let it hold up this long. And then you look at him next year and go, ah, they're favored again. Because I couldn't mm-hmm. stop watching Mike Evans yesterday going, man, he's going he's gonna to <laughs> look real good with Pat Mahomes. Right. And B. Malik in our YouTube chat, he said, Kansas City should have lost. You're 100% right, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to a phrase that my father pounded in my head from the time I was just a, just a wee lad. Winners win and losers lose. The Kansas City Chiefs are winners. And the Buffalo Bills. Go ahead. Finish it. They're losers. Come on. I heard no lies. You can't pull the pump right. You can't expect... You know, you can't expect all the respect and then not take the lumps when they come around. Buffalo Bills fans, I'm sorry, but you keep finding a way to fall on your face. And it typically comes against the best team that we've seen. And you've done it for 30 years. Yeah, since the New England Patriots dynasty, I get. You've done it for 30 years. Mm -hmm. I I could make the argument, and I, I think it would be a pretty convincing argument, that outside of the New England Patriots, no team, no team 
has been the favorite to make it to and win a Super Bowl more than the Buffalo Bills. New England has six. You have zero. Mm-hmm. And you haven't been to one in over 25 years. At some point, you have to inter- introspectively look at yourself and go, it's us. Yep. And to be honest with you, Kansas City was this team forever. What uh, changed? Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes. Reid brought in Mahomes. That was his guy. He fell in love with him. And I guess I just keep going back to Buffalo going, do you really think Sean McDermott's the guy that's going to find you that secret sauce? Because I don't. I don't. I've watched him be outcoached by too many coaches for too long. Uh, Bill Budacek said, how many times do I have to rail on the Bills every year before everyone starts to see they're the Cowboys? You're not wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I, you're not wrong. All the hype in the preseason, all the hype throughout the season, all the hype going into the postseason, and then the same thing happens every year. Fall on your face in the divisional round or the championship round of the conference, never get to the Super Bowl, never win a Super Bowl, and you're just, what, forever the lovable losers? Which takes us back to the first segment where Jeremy said, maybe you need to take a, 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 an introspective look at yourselves, realize that you've got a coach that is not going to take you to a Super Bowl and make the change because that is the big difference. Sean McDermott is officially, is officially to me the definition of are you happy where, where you're at? Are you content to continuously be the fourth or fifth best team in the league and never make it to the mountaintop? Mm-hmm. Because if you're not, then this ain't that hard to figure out because he ain't going to be the guy. Right. And, and I think you have to make the change. But NFL fans are notorious for, well, but what if the next guy's worse? What if the next guy's worse? And? Mm-hmm. Oh, what? You, you waste the prime of, of Josh Allen? I hate to break it to you. That's exactly what you're doing right now. And so you give me a guy that gives me a, a an opportunity, maybe, even if it's a 2% chance that he's going to win a Super Bowl. Because Sean McDermott's at zero. 0.000, and I'll throw a one in there just because weird things happen. William Workman, Sean McDermott is a great DC. He's just an okay head coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like every everybody that saw him come up in Carolina, right, as the next big defensive mind, would agree with that as well. It's good DC. Not going to win you a Super Bowl as the head coach. You're in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. At Ingles, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics have teamed up under new ownership by an Asheville native to better serve our community with the finest custom apparel and unique branded items at the best price. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics can customize whatever you, your team, business, or local group may need through high-quality screen printing, embroidery, and laser engraving right here in Asheville. Free personal delivery within Buncombe County and a reduced delivery fee anywhere in Western North Carolina. Visit ShowtimeSportsAVL.com and MountainGraphicsAVL.com. Your one-stop custom apparel shops. If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in the mountains, you need to call the agents at Clarissa Sells WNC brokered by eXp Realty. Check us out online at clarissasellswnc.com. 
Download our free app on Google Play or the App Store. Type in Asheville Home Search. You'll be able to connect with our team and see all the available homes for sale in our area. For more information, contact us today at 828-774-6343 or ClarissaSellsWNC at gmail.com. Boy, you must be outside your mind. The Sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Back at the Sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. Time to get just a bit outside, and yesterday, my bucks, well, our season came to an end, right? But you could have given me one more play. No, no, really. You could have given me one more play. Todd Bowles, Mr. Nice Guy, we talked about him last week, obviously, with the, you know, I felt that his demeanor came in handy with the whole reporter kerfuffle. He didn't, you know, embarrass that that poor reporter in in the room but but when you're on the football field i feel like that demeanor needs to change right and this has been a big uh problem that i've had with todd for a while mr emotionless just standing there looking like he doesn't know what's happening just staring blankly into the into the ether and it makes me think you don't have control over what's going on you don't really know where you are sometimes kind of like you should run for president in the united states or something and then you have the end of the game against the Detroit Lions where Baker Mayfield throws the interception. Detroit gets the ball back with a minute 33 to go. That's important because if you if they just kneeled on it three times, used the entire clock, they still could not exhaust the entire clock. And you've got one timeout left. Detroit just didn't follow the rules here right and they snapped the ball too early and we just let it go could have called a timeout forced them to kick a 49 yard field goal after they were just kneeling it down after the interception and then you got one more play if they missed to try to put something together i get that the game's over and we all had kind of just resigned ourselves to ah this is it I didn't even try. realize it. I didn't even realize it in the at the moment. And then I saw somebody post on it social media. There ah. were 32 seconds left on that clock. If you'd have called the timeout, you had time to do something with it. My belief is that he didn't know. Because they had a timeout earlier where they burned the timeout quick and then a penalty flag came out. And so they gave them the timeout back. And the only thing I can think is that a lot of coaches have a little sheet on the top of their call sheet of how many timeouts they have. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I can think is that he marked it out and didn't know. And, and didn't change it after didn't they change it. it back or whatever. That's the only thing that makes any sense to me. Now, why somebody didn't tell him, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, because it's on the stadium scoreboard, so you can see it very clearly. Mm-hmm. I, it was bizarre to me. Because they missed that field goal. Look, it ain't like that defense has been... It's not been a stalwart defense that you go, oh, there's no shot. We can drive down the field. There's a shot. You could have hit a 70-yarder to Mike Evans on one play. Now, Mm -hmm. he would have had to have caught it, which he had a a tremendous struggle in doing. Yeah. Early on, it got better. Yeah, he looked very checked out for a lot of that game. It got better down the stretch of the game. It was like, hey, my game actually starts a little later. I got to go watch my Chiefs (laughs) for 24 minutes. (laughs) If we could wrap this up, that would be great. Uh uh Uh-huh. Speaking of... 
of those Detroit Lions that won that game. They are headed to the NFC Championship game for the first time since 1991. A, I'm going to give you a trivia stat at the end of this here story. But what do you think the tickets are going for? All right, so this is an NFC Championship game in San Francisco. Yep. This is not new for them. They've done this a bunch of times. Mm -hmm. What do you think the ticket price is? Just the get in. I'm going to give you the get in price, cheapest seat in the building. Then I'll give you the average ticket okay. price. Um, six fifty. Get in. Too low. Too low. Seven fifty. Seven sixty seven. Ooh, that's okay. to get in the door. What's the average ticket price? Mm, I'm gonna go. 1750? 1924. Ooh. Is the average ticket price. That's for one. Yeah. I'm good. You're talking four G's with fees to get two people in in an average seat in this game. Yeah. Which is insane to me. Of course it's insane. And there will be I think there will be a good number of Detroit Lion fans in this. There's building. no doubt about it. You've waited this long. I mean, did, did have you been paying attention to the crowd shots after these games and all of the fans crying over this? Of course there's going to be a good contingent of Detroit Lions fans. Think about all the Detroit Lions fans that are displaced, right? Have moved out of the cesspool of Detroit, that you know, the hard years. Of course, yeah, they went they've to all Francisco? been hard years. I don't know. You went to San Francisco. You just fleed to California in some way, some shape, form, or fashion. Yeah, that's... That's kind of like pooping your pants and putting on pants you pooped in yesterday. Like, <laughs> oh, it's, ah, it's, that's, one's worse, but I don't think it's the one you think it is. <laughs> uh, that leads me to my little trivia factoid. Mm -hmm. There are now, with the Detroit Lions making the conference championship game, there are four teams that have not played in the conference championship game since 1995 or longer. Okay. Name those four teams. Okay, so Dallas. Dallas is fourth. 1995 mm -hmm. is the last time they played the conference championship game. Right. Um, ooh. Good night. The, I don't know. Well, I mean, the, the, the longest shouldn't be that surprising because that didn't change. It was the one team in the NFL that had been longer since they played in it than Detroit. Mm -hmm. That would be the Cleveland Browns. Ah, 1989. Okay. okay. The other two are the Washington Commanders, hmm. that was 91, mm -hmm. and the Miami Dolphins. Wow. And the Miami Dolphins. Hmm. Ooh. It's a streak you don't want to be a part no. of. No. No. It's not a, not a good old good. No. Not a good old good. No. But it's because the Detroit Lions haven't won a championship since 1957 that they are America's team now. Which, by the way, that was the year Mullet Sr. was born. So, he's my dad, and I'm almost 40. <laughs> that's how long that's been. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is the... This is without a... a I think that's the more interesting of the two. Of the two games this weekend? Yes. Lions 49ers is more interesting to me. Okay. That's a personal preference. I get it. I it's not necessarily if it's more. It's not necessarily a personal preference. It's a I know Kansas City's good. 
I know Baltimore's really, really good. Mm-hmm. That game's interesting on its face. I'm not sure the Detroit Lions are the better team here. Yeah, I don't know about that. All right. Ask yourself this question. Which coach would you rather have? Dan Campbell run you through a wall with Ben Johnson calling his plays or Kyle Shanahan? Okay, I'll take Dan. I would too. Which quarterback would you rather have? Jared Garf or Brock Purdy? Okay, I'll be on Jared on that one. Okay. Name me the receiver you would take for San Francisco over Amon Ross St. Brown <laughs> or Sam Laporta. <laughs> okay. Detroit's easily got the better offensive line. That ain't even close. Mm-hmm. And then I get two running backs that, to me, some of all parts are Christian McCaffrey-ish. Ish. Ish. Jameer Gibbs is way closer to Christian McCaffrey than you want to let on. Nah, not yet. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, nah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's there. <laughs> He's He's Christian McCaffrey 2.0. No uh, doubt. So, fact or fiction, the, the claim to fame of Tampa Bay was, oh, we're so good against running backs. Yes. He damn near beat you by himself. Yes. Oh, he's the best run defense in the league. And they don't allow, they never allow running backs to catch passes. He almost beat you by himself. That kid is ridiculous. And the only reason people aren't coming around to it is because they made fun of Detroit taking him at 12. That's it. There is no other tangible empirical evidence that I can take that makes it make sense that people aren't seeing it with him. I'll go ahead and tell you I'm going to be on Detroit. Mm -hmm. I'll kill that little mystery right now because I think they're the better team. Uh, We have our first two Super Chats of the day. Yeah! First one's from Soaring Eagle who said the 49ers are his 1B team, which I like him so much that I'm going to ignore he said that. (laughs) And barring a miracle Super Bowl run, don't think you can keep Brock Purdy when better quarterbacks will be available at pick 30. I won't go as far as to what you just said, but I will ask this question. We've all talked about Baker Mayfield. We will talk about Baker Mayfield in the next hour. We talk about the contract. What do you pay him? What do you pay Brock Purdy? I am officially to quarterback contracts are like the the Nancy Reagan uh, porn of the 2020s. I don't know how to explain this, but I know it when I see it. And I can tell you right now, Brock Purdy ain't more than a $20 million quarterback, period. End of discussion. Ain't worth talking about. Agreed. Because your big claim to fame is, oh, when everybody's in place. Well, as soon as I pay you, everybody's not in place anymore. Mm -hmm. There's no possible way that I can do that. And Denver Donkey said, I doubt Purdy gets a contract extension. I don't see how you can not. There ain't no way. Because there's too many people that still buy into it. The one thing that could be your saving grace is that you're the one seed in the NFC playoffs. You're at home against the spunky little Lions. And they come in here and beat your brains out. I think that's what you have to have for that even be a discussion. Mm-hmm. Because fans get fans are, are crazy people. And trust me, if you don't believe it, go to our social media and just type in Brock Purdy. Read some of the comments. There are people that still to this day maintain he should be the MVP of the league. Of which I would argue he I, I could make the argument and make it pretty convincing that he was the least talented quarterback that played this weekend. <laughs> right. Not saying I believe it, just saying I could make the argument and you would walk away from it going, I don't agree with him. Mm-hmm. He has a pretty good point. He makes a point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brock Purdy is he's fine for the system that he's in. 
Baker Mayfield. I'd say the same thing about him. Did you ever watch How I Met Your Mother? The the television yeah. show? Yeah. They had an episode of that show. It was called The Cheerleader Effect. Okay. Where you have five girls that are not nearly as attractive individually, but you put all five of them together and it, it triggers like cheerleaders from when we were younger and all of a sudden they're all eights. Yep. That's Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. You got a high-level receiver in Brandon Ayuk. You got a high-level toy in Debo Samuel. You got a high-level blindside protector in Trent Williams. High-level tight end in George Kittle. Best running back in the NFL in Christian McCaffrey. And it makes Brock Purdy look way better than he is. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you right now, you got outplayed by Green Bay. You should have walked out of that game like scalded dogs. Because you had no right. None. In winning that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, none. I didn't for one second think San Francisco was better than Green Bay. Did you? Mm, no. That was 60 whole minutes. There were only two games. Two. All weekend long where I looked at a team and went, you ain't better than who you're playing. And I got news for you. Both of them were yesterday. <laughs> or neither of them were yesterday. I said that backwards. Right. It was Houston and it was San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Because there was a time that I looked at Tampa Bay and went, God, that Detroit defense is so bad on the back end that they're going to find a way to accidentally win this. Yep. Didn't think it for long. Because about the time that entered my head, Baker Mayfield went, here you go. Hey, <laughs> you look sad over there. Would you like this football? Because I would love to give it to you. <laughs> I was going to say, you thought that like I started to think that. And then quickly two touchdowns happened. And you went, oh, okay. Ah. There it is. Aha. There it is. Uh, we'll get to that game in just a little bit, yes. But it works for the system that he's in, right? This is what I what I mentioned last week, I believe it was, when we got into this discussion of what to pay these quarterbacks. At some point, there has to be a secondary market. Guys who can win, guys who can't win. Guys who can win, y'all get the 40 to $60 million contracts. The guys who can't win, but you're fine for just a starting role in this league, we've all got to settle, right? And I remember remember saying this sounds very collusion-y, but we've got to settle on a window of, you know, I would say 20s probably the, the very least for a starter in this league. It's the Kenny Pickett, Baker Mayfield, Brock Purdy window of you can be just good enough and I'll pay you 20 to $30 million a year without paying all of the, the high end. And that is a sweet theory that you have. And I mean, it, it really is. It is a sweet theory, and, mm-hmm. and, and I like it so much. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem. Yep. I'm going to tell you the same thing that I tell people when they tell me how great socialism would be. The problem is that we have free will, and Brock Purdy has that, and he knows damn well somebody will pay him $40 million, just like Baker Mayfield does. Yep. Is it one team? That's all I need. I don't need 12 to line up at the door to give me a bajillion dollars. I need one. That's it. Mm-hmm. And they both would find one. They both would find one of those. In a league where Geno Smith is making $40 million a year, I promise you the two of them would find one. And it's that. And 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 as soon as Brock wins, if he wins this weekend, San Francisco, you might as well just resign yourself to it now because it's coming. Oh, yeah. Tampa Bay, you haven't really won anything. Okay? You you played in the toilet bowl against the, the Philadelphia Eagles, who I'm not sure they even. I'm not sure they can even speak to each other by the end. Uh, however, they are interviewing Ron Rivera to be their defensive coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't break out the please God. I, I don't. I, I'm a, I'm a simple man of simple means. 
but Nick Sirianni and Ron Rivera on the same staff, just it sounds like it would be a whole lot of fun. <laughs> what made that sound good in your head? I don't know. When you thought, hey, hey you we know, need we to revamp call- this defense. Let's go get Ron Rivera. Hey, who had the worst defense in the NFL? We should go get that guy. <laughs> because, right. I mean, now for six weeks, we were worse than them. So can't be disappointing if nobody has any expectations. Ah. <laughs> modern problems require <laughs> modern solutions. <laughs> Sorry, that was a tangent. But yeah. I just anyway. I look at I look at the Green Bay San Francisco game. San Francisco, you're the team that's been here before. They're super young. You got lucky. And Jordan Love made that throw that Yes, he's better than I thought. That throw, there is not a Packer fan on the planet that went Oh, yeah, I feel good about that. No. Uh, and that's what uh, our second super chat from Curtis Davis. Yeah! He said, Jordan loves Brett Favre, both good and bad. You're exactly right. Mm-hmm. You're exactly right. It doesn't look pretty at times. There is real special, and there is maddeningly inconsistent. I, and I'll be honest with you, I'll go a step further than that. I see some Baker Mayfield and Jordan Love that it took this entire weekend for me to piece it together. That's what's bothered me this whole time. Because I came up with a line about Baker Mayfield, and I told it to you before the show, and as soon as I said it, you just looked at me and went, never heard it said better. Mm -hmm. Uh, Baker Mayfield is the only quarterback in NFL history that I have ever seen that can take the impossible and make it look simple and then make the simple look completely impossible. Mm -hmm. Mundane eight-yard throw intercepted. Back foot, throw it in a hole that is three millimeters on each side bigger than the football. Yeah. Jordan Love does the same thing. Mm-hmm. There are plays where you just go, my God, there, there are not three quarterbacks in the NFL that can make that throw. He can. But then you get down to that 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 nitty-gritty moment, and that across-body throw that ended that game, oh, that's tough to stomach. Mm-hmm. And I said that to Packer fans of, oh, God, all the good that you had, and that's what you have to marinate on all offseason, that would be tough for me. Yep. You're in the sportsocracy, the ESPN Asheville. Take a break. When we come back, it'll be, uh, well, it'll be time for the top of the hour. We'll get into the more overreactions from the divisional round, including our game yesterday, Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Detroit Lions. It's the coronation of the new America's team. They're looking at you, Cowboys. We're America's team now. Running a small business is no small task. At Home Trust Bank, we work hard to prepare businesses for whatever tomorrow may bring. Your dreams are our business, and we have local experts who can help you plan for a successful future. Dependable guidance you need and service you'll appreciate. At Home Trust Bank, we take your small business banking personally. Visit your local Home Trust branch or anytime at htb.com. Member FDIC. Ingles Markets provides a one-stop shopping convenience to all of its valued customers. That includes grocery, meat, produce, deli, and bakery departments. Also, the company offers pharmacies and fuel at the majority of its 200-plus locations. Ingles' low prices love the savings. We're back counting down to kickoff. Let's look at today's three keys to premium pre-gaming with Beast Unleashed, presented by Monster Brewing. Number one, beat the heat. Unleash the beast with bold, familiar flavors, zero caffeine and zero sugar. Number two, running the option. There's four to choose from. White Haze, Peach Perfect, Scary Berries, and my personal favorite, Mean Green. And number three at 6% ABV, Max Protect. Always drink responsibly and you must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed, available at your local retailer. 
If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in the mountains, you need to call the agents at Clarissa Sells WNC, brokered by eXp Realty. Check us out online at clarissasellswnc.com. And did I mention that Clarissa Sells WNC loves teachers? We love teachers so much, we're giving back 25% of our commission at closing. For more information, contact us today at 828-774-6343 or clarissasellswnc at gmail.com. The Sportsocracy. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. The Sportsocracy. Shake it back! Beer City's best sports talk. It is gross. Just earlier. They are mature, actually. You just have to get to know them better. Your lunchtime dose of dumbassery. Live from the Ingalls studio. It's ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. We are the Sportsocracy, the Democratic Republic of Sports, and we're heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. We're seen everywhere on YouTube. Just go to thesportsocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the channel, join us in the chat. We're starting uh, this hour off lively because we got double breaking news. Oh, double breaking news. Always love breaking news on a Monday. Who's going to break the news? Who's going to break the news? The first one is for our our Asheville contingency. Uh, the songbird of our generation, Scott Staff, oh, will be God. at the Orangeville March fifteenth. Oh, I just learned that. I was sitting here going, "Wait a minute, that sounds familiar." <laughs> what? You're telling me you got Scott Staff and nobody told me? Yep. I'll see him two times this year. <laughs> Let's go. And uh, do you want to hit your button again, or yeah. you just want? Me- Who's gonna break the news? The Jacksonville Jaguars are hiring Ryan Nielsen, former defensive coordinator of the Atlanta Falcons, to coordinate their defense. Ah. That's actually a bigger story than people will make of it. Uh, Nielsen's a guy that a lot of people look at as a future head coach and think he did really good work with Atlanta. That The fact that they were willing to let him talk to other teams like that tells me that this Bill Belichick thing's going to happen. Just, it's, it's taken a minute. I don't really know why, but... We're going to get there. Mm-hmm. That's a big hire for Jacksonville. Look, they have talent on defense. It was just, it was so poorly coordinated this last year. I mean, you got pieces, but you got to, you got to find somebody to get something out of Trayvon Walker. Right. They had to be sitting back watching Aiden Hutchinson going, I will remember you. <laughs> Do you remember we passed you? Yeah. To take this bum that cannot play. Ryan Nielsen may be able to get the most out of him. Uh, I think you're going to see, at the very least, a philosophical change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's talent in Jacksonville. There is. You punted that pick, though. Yeah. I mean, there's no question about it. Aiden Hutchinson has been phenomenal. Yes. And he was phenomenal again yesterday. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, well, I mean, it was fun while it lasted. Major, major little noise, won your little division won a playoff game surprisingly enough and i give yeah, it i i i give them the uh I, I know they they completely meant to beat the philadelphia eagles that was not pretty it just so happened that we and had then, the 13th and 14th best teams in the playoffs playing each other <laughs> it's not gonna be a tie bro and then yesterday they were in it right you're in it up until the fourth quarter it was a tie ball game oh yeah 
Oh, yeah. That game was way more uncomfortable than you wanted it to be. Well, here's the thing. As a Lions better, I was never uncomfortable for even a second. Really? Nope. For the same thing of, and see, here's the thing. This is the problem with when you put things in our chat. I got receipts there, big boy, of Baker's going to do Baker things. I knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. I did. And then what happened? And then Baker did Baker things. Um, you know, when the game busted open in the fourth quarter, it was a two score game, but well, that, that, that was that right. And then they showed fight down the stretch, right? The defense, they found holes in the passing game. As I said, they would, cause that Detroit secondary is not very good. They found holes in the passing game and they were able to make it interesting. Got the ball back with a chance to, to tie it at least with, uh, two minutes to go. And Baker throws the interception that we all knew should should have all known was coming. I, I just look at Detroit, and I think this is the worst nightmare for San Francisco. Because they are going to do everything in their power to stop you from running. And if I neutralize Christian McCaffrey, I'm not sure what you're actually leaving me with. Especially mm-hmm. if there's no Debo Samuel. There's no Debo, and now it's... Okay, I got Brian Branch on George Kittle, and yes, that is a size disadvantage. I'm well aware of that. But it becomes, what can Brandon Ayuk do? And I'm not sure you can do enough to beat me. I'm not sure. I don't think Detroit's the best team in the NFC. Uh, I, I, I do not. I still feel San Francisco is better than they are. Um, but here's the thing. Who do I trust more? Right? Who do you... Who do you trust? Do you trust a San Francisco team that limped into the next round with a barely win over the Green Bay Packers? Or do you look at uh, Detroit, who, I mean, it's kind of been no question that they're on a path to the NFC Championship game. This is a train well, that a is team rolling. That I, they beat a team that I feel is was really playing good football in L.A. Mm-hmm. You played a pretty complete game yesterday. And everybody will look at at the the passing defense for Detroit and all the yards they gave up to Baker Mayfield. How many of those were just purely empty calories? Oh, look, I threw for three. What did he throw? Three, 349. Three, I thought it was 354. 349? Okay. How many points did you score? 23. Do you see how those two things don't line up? And he threw three touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. You, couldn't, you couldn't ask him for much more than that. No, I understand that. But you threw for 354 yards. You scored 23 points. Mm-hmm. If I told you right, right now, if I told you the San Francisco 49ers scored 23 points against Detroit, do you see a path that they win? Because I don't. Because I'm not sure how you're going to mm-hmm. deal with Amon Ross St. Brown. He's ever, by the way, I think I'm just going to have shirts made that say, I tried to tell you about Amon Ra. <laughs> <laughs> Ask me about how early I knew about Amon Ra St. Brown, because I have receipts that will tell right. you it was a long time ago. Right. And I just look at all the weapons and go, this is a nightmare matchup for, for San Francisco. Mm-hmm. For the same reason it just was against Green Bay. You need a Green Bay to beat themselves. I have a more accurate quarterback that's been here before. He doesn't have as many weapons, but he has more higher-end weapons. Mm-hmm. I mean, you put Green Bay's weapons against Detroit's. Nothing stacks up. I'd make the argument I'd take three Lions before I took a Packer, and that Packer would be Aaron Jones. Agreed. Because I'd take Jameer Gibbs over him right now, and I wouldn't think about it for a second. Mm-hmm. 
wouldn't take David Montgomery of it. Hey, Ben, buddy, can we talk about this David Montgomery thing? All right, because I keep getting told, oh, he's so good in pass pro. Because there were several plays yesterday where I went, that? That was your good in pass pro? Okay. <laughs> Is he better than Jameer? I'm not sure you wouldn't have been better than what I saw yesterday. Because uh, KJ Britt at one point, I think, just picked him up and threw him like a child would throw a Lego. Right. Get out of here! I just did nothing what I want. Uh, it it was not surprising to me that the 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 running game took a while to get going for Detroit because they well, were trying they to do. they were trying to do that thing where we're going to try to bully you between the tackles, and they didn't have much success doing it. Until and they that's did. well. See, here's the thing. They stopped trying to do the the David Montgomery pounded up the middle thing. Oh, you mean the three and a half yards of carry that he's been all damn year that mm -hmm. I've screamed from the mountaintops? Hey, right. why do you not realize how good this kid is? And then they went to the lightning rod. And the lightning rod was what got you the meat, right? Oh, and then, by the way, we had to give Craig Reynolds a goal line touch because, you know, why would you not? It's fantasy football. Who cares? Yeah, I mean, Jameer got us here, but... Craig Reynolds, been on a jersey today. <laughs> they also threw a pass to Jason Cabinda, so they did. That was one of those where I went, "Huh, I, I didn't even know he really played for this team." And then they said, "He's had that's his third touch of the year," and I went, "Oh, that's an interesting time to break that go. out there, Ben." Yeah, it's that's not what Good I would have done. But I mean, you just look for me. You look at Detroit. It's a it is a beautifully well constructed team. And this is the definition of how you build a team. It is a beautifully well-constructed team, but I don't know that you have all the pieces to win it. What now piece, you what, can what piece are you missing? The defense. You need a secondary because you don't have a good one right now. And it's not getting better. And San Francisco will be able to exploit that. And I, that's why I don't see them as the better team here. Okay, so this is just... You know, I'm a big fan of empirical evidence. Mm -hmm. Right now, in terms of sheer talent, mm -hmm. who is a more talented quarterback, Baker Mayfield or Brock Purdy? A more talented more quarterback? More talented, yes. I said that that way for a very specific reason. I mean, Baker, I guess. It's Baker. It's close. Okay. Uh, Brock Purdy is a really, really safe version of, of Baker Mayfield, mm -hmm. which that's the biggest knock on Baker is he treats the ball like – no good can come from how I was going to end that, so we'll move on. <laughs> Running game you would obviously give to San Francisco. Yes. But nobody runs on Detroit. I, I would argue that Tampa Bay had more success doing it than any team I've seen in the last six weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, Mike Evans or Brandon Ayuk, who you got? Oh, yeah. That's not close. Uh, Debo Samuel, Chris Godwin as a receiver. Mm -hmm. Chris. That's Chris Godwin. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got the advantage at tight end. But I mean, I just see what Detroit's doing. Of okay, you want to you want to pick up these empty calorie yards between the twenties? More power to you. When you get down here, we're going to be kicking field goals, and that's all I really need. I don't need to stop you that many times when you can't stop me. And I don't know that anybody can stop them. Mm -hmm. They had the, the difference in the game. They had two interceptions, and they just kept scoring. I mean, they punted what? five times the entire day mm, and of like those that. five three of them were dropped inside the 20 yeah that's the way we're gonna do this i'm gonna put you in the shade of your own goal line 
when I have to give you the ball, mm-hmm. and maybe you march it down there. It's mm-hmm. entirely possible. You kick two field goals. You kick two field goals, I win, because I'm going to score practically every time I get the ball or I'm going to pin you deep. I I love Detroit in this. I think it's going to be I, – I think it's – like I said, I think it's the more interesting game of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, um, and by the way, you got a Detroit team with nothing to lose. Oh, no doubt. Nothing to lose. No doubt. And they've – but they live on that, right? This 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 is their mantra. It's just us against the world. It's that same same kind of mantra that the uh, Michigan Wolverines had after the NCAA thing, right? It's just us against the world. Nobody believes that we can do this. Nobody's buying in. And they come with that fire every week of, we've got nothing left to, you know, nothing left to lose. Nobody expected us to be here. Now we're going in. We are. They are absolutely dangerous for San Francisco. I'm not saying they're not. I believe it'll be a close game. I believe it's going to come down to some bounce of the ball one way or the other. And then whoever wins that game is going to go get trounced in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that is that's the <laughs> yeah, – somebody said that in the YouTube chat. Uh, Tennessee Titans. 96 whoever wins the nfc will get smashed by either uh baltimore or kansas city yes i agree with you i mean i said it on i said it on social media over the weekend i'll take the afc minus 20 and a half mm-hmm. they're gonna hurt your feelings mm-hmm. straight up because the nfc is terrible but kelvin joiner the lions are that guy in a fight that gets punched in the face and starts smiling and that's terrifying it should be oh yeah because you have that team the team that wants you to punch them in the face the team that wants this to be tough and hard nosed, and they're tougher than you. Period. That's the to me. It's not even debatable. They are tougher than you. And I, I don't think this is the walk in the in the petunias that everybody else seems to. No. That San Francisco is just going to walk to the to the Super Bowl. No, anybody saying that is is that that's that's a fool's errand to believe that. This is the most terrifying possibility. San Francisco going into this game against a team with nothing to lose and you're not healthy. You're That's not healthy the and the pressure is fully on you. No doubt. Because you're expected to win. You're at home. You were here last year. And remember, had it not been for Brock Purdy's little elbow got hurt, you would have beat the Philadelphia Eagles yep. and we'd have gone on to win the Super Bowl and all that smack you've been talking. Now it's put up or shut up time. Yeah, because now you're better. And you're playing against a team that's never been here before. Right. So all of that kind of gets flushed down the old crapper if you come out and just lay an egg. Mm-hmm. And I I know you think I'm a 49er hater. It's not that I'm a 49er hater. It's that I, I've never understood what it is you were all seeing in this. Yep. I told you this off air Friday. That 49er line is top five dumbest lines I've ever seen in the playoffs. Because it doesn't make any sense. You you can't even defend it to me of how did you get here? That was my heaviest game of the weekend, and I never sweated it for a second. Mm-hmm. I'm just glad I didn't take pa- the Packers in the money line because I considered it, <laughs> and I would have been perturbed. Oh, had you put the money on it? Yeah. If I'd have lost that after I'd been right about Green Bay's going to cover this number easily. Oh, yeah. Uh, but the fact that Debo Samuel is hurt, I think, does play a huge role. It plays a huge role in this game because we've proven that Brock Purdy has to have all of the weapons. 
right? The three-game stretch, the three-game losing stretch that they had in the middle of the season, no Debo Samuel, no Trent Williams. Both those guys came back. Lo and behold, everything started working again. You started beating the snot out of teams, except for the Baltimore Ravens. You yeah, beat everybody Unfortunately, else. we already saw. <laughs> we, we no did. matter who Baltimore plays uh, in the Super Bowl, if they beat Kansas City, we've already seen this, and it didn't go so great for you. No. It's an uphill battle for the NFC teams, no doubt about it. But Brock Purdy has to have everything around him. Everything has to be working to make that look good. And that's the problem that every San Francisco 49er fan should have right now. Of, okay, but if everything's not perfect, because it's not going to be perfect, right? It's not going to be perfect for this game. You may not have Debo Samuel, so you got to figure out a way to win this game. You win this one, then you go on to the Super Bowl. How are you going to deal with that? Hopefully Debo comes back, but okay. How are you going to avenge that 30, what was it, 31 to 9 or something loss that you had earlier in the season to the same Baltimore team? And then go forward next year. Maybe we're at the top of the NFC, but what can we keep around Brock Purdy? It's going to be difficult, much like it is with, team that played those lines yesterday and and it's it's time that we have an intervention for tank because he still thinks there's a possibility that the big boo-boo is not coming you're in the sportsocracy this is espn Asheville. if you're looking to buy sell or invest in real estate in the mountains you need to call the agents at clarissa sells wnc brokered by exp realty check us out online at clarissa sells wnc.com Download our free app on Google Play or the App Store. Type in Asheville Home Search. You'll be able to connect with our team and see all the available homes for sale in our area. For more information, contact us today at 828-774-6343 or clarissasellswnc at gmail.com. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. At Ingalls, we're proud to work with hundreds of local farms and businesses in the communities we call home. Not only does it ensure that you get top quality fresh items for your family table, it's a way for us to support the amazing individuals who pour their heart and soul into delivering the very best they can do. Quality, freshness, community, it's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings. The Sportsocracy. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. Back in the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. Detroit Lions moving on to the uh, NFC Championship game next week against the San Francisco 49ers. Tampa Bay Buccaneers ready for the offseason. After losing yesterday in the playoffs, now it's time to make some decisions for these Tampa Bay Buccaneers. First thing I have to say is, I mean, 
hell it's it's been a weird season right it's it's weird to go through an entire season pulling against your team um it's fun ain't it well i've seen me do it a bunch of times well you know this is this was not a first for me as a bucks fan but this was the first where we actually kept winning couldn't do anything but win it seemed like for the last month and a half of the season and then you win a playoff game made the divisional round interesting and now you got decisions to make going into the off season is there any team in the nfl that has more starters that are free agents than the buccaneers oh i don't know uh mike evans ryan jensen devin white Levante David, Baker Mayfield, uh, William Golston, Matt Filer, Antoine Winfield Jr., Aaron Stinney. That's a lot. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a lot, uh, especially considering how much of your dollars are going to Baker Mayfield. <laughs> and that, uh, that, that there in lies the rub. Jeremy is convinced that we're giving him $40 million a year, and I'm just praying to every god that exists that that does not happen. He's praying to ones he doesn't even believe in. Like, no. Spaghetti monster. Whatever Scientology does. Give me a Please. feet level. I don't care. Something. Just, no. I don't care. You got a new one? Throw a new one at me, and I'll pray to the succubus, whatever it is. I, I don't think that's how that works. Whatever it is. I don't see how you don't do it. I don't see a path that you don't do it because it is just scary enough that there are teams out there. Pittsburgh is the team that just keeps rattling around in my brain of you're a quarterback away from being competitive. Mm-hmm. And I can see how what you saw out of Baker Mayfield this year was enough for you to go, oh, that can be the guy. That can be the guy. Because there were people around the league that believed in him when he came out. There have been people in the league that believed in him as it's gone along. I don't understand why it is so hard for people to understand And so let me simplify the Baker Mayfield thing unequivocally. I've never said he wasn't talented. I've said he's not a winner. I have said he is not worthy of the number one overall pick. He is not a franchise quarterback. And now you have created the perfect storm of a team gave him the one-year prove-it deal, and he proved it. So what do you do now? Because you got to understand, Baker is looking around going, I'm not getting another bite at this apple, most likely. He is 28 years old. Next year will be his seventh year in this league. And so there is no hometown discount. There is no, hey, you gave me a chance. Awesome. A bunch of other teams did too, and they threw me out like trash. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get every dollar I can. And the baseline for him, the lowest I could possibly see it being is 30 mil. 30 mil a year, and he's going to look for multiple years, and he's going to look for a pretty sizable guarantee. Mm-hmm. And I don't see how you don't do it because you have a GM that knows the alternative is gross. You got a head coach that knows this is my last, last bite at the Apple, too. Nobody I talked to in the NFL has been duped by this Tampa Bay team. Not one. You were the best of a terrible division that is horribly coached mm-hmm. and you got the weakest team in the playoffs. That's it. And you showed yourself fine. You were never a threat to Detroit. And now you're telling me you're going to lose all of these pieces and it's going to continue to be that way. To me, Tampa Bay is the, this is the best case study in do you have the huevos to just say no, no, I am not happy just being the four seed 
no, I am not happy just winning this division and being absolutely no threat to anyone. Because, let's face it, if you'd played San Francisco next week, it would have been worse. Because they would have manipulated that secondary. That would have been a far easier matchup for San Francisco. Nobody was pulling for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yesterday harder than the San Francisco 49ers. But do you have the the forward thought to not go, we are cementing ourselves into mediocrity? And I don't think you do. I don't see a path that you do because everybody in the building gets fired. If, and here's the, this is the, this is the, you got to look at, these are still people. This is still their job. What happens if you let Baker walk out the door, you call the bluff of, oh, nobody's going to give you $40 million. And then somebody does, Mm -hmm. or even worse, somebody gives just a little bit more than you did. And he comes in at 22 and he goes to Pittsburgh and they win the division. LMNO fired. As you toil in four and 13 mediocrity with Kyle Trask, I'm not saying it's not what you should do because I fully believe it is, Mm -hmm. but I don't see a path that you do do it. You have to, (laughs) yeah, yeah, you have to say no. You have to be able to look at Baker and go, look, this works, but just for the same reasons as we've been saying with, or I've been saying with Brock Purdy. This only works if all the pieces are here. So, Baker, you want to hang around? We want you here. This worked out well. Dave Canales is hanging around for another year. He's not getting a head coaching job. He just Maybe. interviewed a second time with the Panthers, so I, know, I wouldn't I know and he the did. Titans. I know he did, but I'm saying maybe the, this is the best-case scenario of Dave stays, Baker, you're back, but we got to have money to pay everybody else. Well, they're, they're, that's not because an option here. What, what you, do you just mean? said is not an option. Why? If Baker's back, he's going to make money mm-hmm. because there will be money on the market. Mm-hmm. There's will be. That's not even an opinion at this point. It is a straight up fact. Right. But how much money he makes? Does he make forty, or can we make? Can he take twenty five? And if I can at convince 25, him, twenty five to me, you're still in the same boat. What? It's a little better, but you're still in the same boat. What do you mean? At twenty five million, with the way that this cap, the way your cap ledger is set up you're basically just splitting the baby in half of, okay, well, we didn't give him a billion D dollars, but we still lost X, Y, and Z, Mm -hmm. whether it's Ryan Jensen or Aaron Stinney or, I mean, Devin White's out anyway. I, by the way, I couldn't figure out yesterday, how in the world is KJ Britt having the worst game I've ever seen from a linebacker? And at no point did Todd Bowles go, good God, Devin White can't be worse than this. I didn't see him until the fourth quarter, but all of the pieces just don't fit. He was this with Mike Evans. Well, Mike Evans is gone. He can say whatever he wants to. He's out of here. Because you don't have the money to pay him. He's a 32-year-old receiver, and he wants another pretty sizable bite at the apple. Mm-hmm. And there are too many teams that are willing to give it to him. Because he is still a 1,000-yard receiver. Mm-hmm. He still is one of the best red zone targets in the league. And so a Kansas City, a Buffalo, one of these teams that has Super Bowl aspirations is going to go, that is our 1-2-4 and four target, and we're going to go get him. So you bring back Baker with Chris Godwin and Trey Palmer, and what is that? I'll tell you what it is. It's 6-11 and 11 with an expensive quarterback. But the only way you get out of doing that is if you look at Todd Bowles and you look at the front office and go, we're extending all of you for three years. That's the only two paths here. Mm-hmm. You're either going to overpay Baker because everybody knows that their jobs are tenuous at best. Because 6-11 and 11 next year, everybody is LMNO fired. It is scrub the decks and start all over again. Yep. 
Well, these guys are trying to fend for their jobs. So what you think they should do as a fan, because you ain't going anywhere. Todd Bowles goes 6-11. and 11. He doesn't give two rats rears what happens in 2025 to the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. This is how teams get to this point. What's good for the franchise and what's good for the current staff of the franchise are completely different. So it, it, I'll say it's a 95% chance that you're going to see Baker sign. I'll say it's a four-year deal. I'll go a little lower than 40, but it ain't going to be much. I'll say four at 140 mm-hmm. is where I think this ends up going. Because you'll get just enough teams. And don't be shocked if one of them, a team in your division. Don't be shocked if the Atlanta Falcons are sitting there going, Baker, get the money. Mm-hmm. We'll give you the money. Mm-hmm. With no intention of doing that whatsoever. There's a lot more politics to come into this than you think. No doubt. No doubt. You try to drive up the price on everybody else. I fully get it. Just hope it doesn't happen. He definitely earned more money. No doubt. He definitely earned more money, right? The guy took a eight and a half million dollar one year contract with some incentives, and I don't know if he hit him or not, but I think it went up to ten. I was about to say, I think I saw ten two. I got ten million dollars this past year, and I got way more value out of Baker Mayfield than ten million dollars. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he needs to be a $10 million quarterback. All I'm saying is he don't deserve four times that money. You look at the stats. You look at all of that. Sure, he had a bunch of touchdowns, but he wasn't efficient as all, at all. Yeah, I don't care about the stats. I care about the tape. Of It was super obvious to me that nothing really changed except this was the two best receivers I could argue that he has ever had. Mm-hmm. And you had Rashad White who came on. Dave Canales figured out, hey, we just need to get him the ball in space, and he's fine. Yep. It was And it was a perfect storm of you were playing a very bad schedule, one of the worst in the NFL. You're playing in the worst division I think I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And now you just have to not get snowed by that. I believe that this team will continue to go down the path that they've been going down since Tom Brady. We're scared to be bad. It's that, but it's also we're keeping the band together. Whatever it takes, we'll keep this all together. And How much Baker, of this team do you honestly think they can keep together? They keep Antoine. They will pay Antoine's him, the. They will pay him whatever it takes. He'll be the highest paid safety in the league. Yes, um, which puts him in the twenty some odd million dollar range. I believe that Mike is gone. No doubt. I don't know about no doubt. His song has changed a lot over the last few weeks. And yeah, if, what you say out loud means less than zero to me. Nah, it, it it would mean it would mean less to me if it had come last week. But he said after the game last night he wants to be back. That plays a little bit differently. After now you got nothing left. You're because he's a free he was a free agent as of you know nine o'clock last night or whatever. It's not exactly how that works, but the, the point is. I mean, he's got nothing. He's got no reason to lie at that point. No, you're just protect. It's CYA of all right. If if the offers don't come and Tampa Bay winds up being the most, then I can be the lifelong Tampa Bay guy. Mm-hmm. I would bet you practically anything you want that he ain't coming back. Yeah, the numbers don't work out. It's either that or you're going to look at Levante David and go bye. And they will. Uh, I'm not I sure. Got a, I got a good feeling that they will. It, 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 and Levante may call it quits. Good. He may just say, "I'm done. I don't. I don't want to do this again." But, but think about that. So, if you're Mike Evans, you're going to look at Baker now getting money. You're going to look at Levante David, the leader of the defense. 
you look at Devin White, which was one of the better draft picks that you've had over the last five or six years, that is now out after his rookie deal's done. And you look around and go, mm, what exactly is it I'm playing with here? I'm a 31-year-old receiver. We'll be 32 next year. Mm-hmm. Do I have any shot to win a Super Bowl? No. No. Let me go chase the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's easy to say this right now because it's mm-hmm. still raw. All right, we were we were close. I use that with bunny ears. Close against the Lions. This was a better run. I like these guys. It's family. This hurts. And I think you're going to look at it three or four weeks down the road and go, there's nothing there. Yes. There's nothing for a 32-year-old receiver that should keep me here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go chase a ring somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And, and trust me, they'll bring you back. You'll be in the Ring of Honor or whatever they call it in oh, yeah. Tampa Bay. Yeah. It's going to happen. But I think you've seen the last of Mike Evans in Tampa Bay. I, I would agree with that. Um, the 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 rest of the roster, um, there's not there's not a whole lot there that you absolutely have to have. No, the problem though is that this team is so bad. This is such a bad drafting team. Mm-hmm. I mean, tr- Joe Tryon, Joe Inca scared Amonra St. Brown into a drop, and I'm not sure it's not the best play he's ever had with Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Didn't actually do anything. He was just standing there. A desk would have done the exact same thing. Don't know why a desk would have been on a football field, but still. <laughs> and I just look at it with Tampa Bay and go, this is a team that needs a reset, but you're staying just good enough. They have to. They have to because you're tied by your coach. You're tied by a coach that you're not going to fire because there's no way you can fire him. Because when he was expected to win four games, he won you ten. And got you to the playoffs and not got you one step away from an NFC championship. You're not going to do it. And so now that he said that, and I'm glad he said it that way from now on, when people do the one year prove it deal, or they bring back the coach, Nick's Harriani. <clears throat> I just want you to remember this because there's no win. When you do this and a guy tells you who they are and you give him an extra year because Bruce wanted us to, or we don't want to just be terrible. Understand that every team that's in purgatory in the NFL has made a decision like this at some point in the last three years. And it leads to a really ugly half decade where you just go, can we make the playoffs? Sure. But we're not a threat to anybody. You're in the sportsocracy. When we come back, we'll get weird. If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in the mountains, you need to call the agents at Clarissa Sells WNC brokered by EXP Realty. Check us out online at clarissasellswnc.com. And did I mention that Clarissa Sells WNC loves teachers? We love teachers so much, we're giving back 25% of our commission at closing. For more information, contact us today at 828-774-6343 or clarissasellswnc at gmail.com. We're back counting down to kickoff. Let's look at today's three keys to premium pregaming with Beast Unleashed, presented by Monster Brewing. Number one, beat the heat. Unleash the beast with bold, familiar flavors, zero caffeine and zero sugar. Number two, running the option. There's four to choose from. White haze, each perfect, scary berries, and my personal favorite, mean green. And number three, at 6% ABV, max protect. Always drink responsibly, and you must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed, available at your local retailer. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. We're back at the Sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville, and I think I found Jeremy's grandmother. 101 years old. 
She lives in Florida. She just celebrated her birthday over the weekend, and the town, well, they gave her a little parade. I mean, when somebody hits 101, right, that's a reason to celebrate. 200 people showed up to uh, celebrate the birthday of Valeria Ryan, who was, uh, you know, she she served in World War II. She served her country. She uh, actually was uh, training soldiers in World War II how to drop the bombs, which is kind of interesting. I didn't know women filled that role during during the war. But in her training, she met the love of her life and then had a long and happy life, was a nurse later on, and, well, she says there's one secret. One secret to the key to her years. Jeremy, what do you think that secret would be? Uh, always, or never skimp on scotch, cigars, and I don't know. I can't figure out a way to say it. <laughs> I had a, I had a, like... 90-year-old dude tell me this one time, and I've lived my life by it. Never go cheap, cheap scotch. Never go cheap cigars. Mm-hmm. And if you're paying for something that most people don't ah. pay for, then you should not skip there either. Indeed. Indeed. Well, maybe that veteran used to hang out with Valeria um, because at least she agreed with him on the scotch part. Secret to a long life, she said to the reporter, drink all the booze you can. Because <laughs> there's there's no no more time for anything else, I guess. Drink all the booze that you can, and that's the secret to living a long and happy life. Boom. Then I will live to be 243 years old. Oh, Valeria Ryan setting examples that Jeremy will kill himself to. Ah! <laughs> I, I, Twinkies, cockroaches, and me. Armageddon happens. That's all that's left. Mm-hmm. My story is also about something from World War II, and it happened in Seattle, Washington. Uh, Vadim Kaharkovy? Okay. I, I butchered that, I'm sure. But he's a contractor. He works for Polar Bear Construction, and he was doing a home remodel for a couple that had just bought a house, and they were trying to remodel their bathroom. So what do you have to do if you're going to do a bathroom remodel? What's, what's the most fun day of a remodel? The teardown. The demo day. Well, they had a demo day, and they found something that probably led old Vadim to wind up having those poop ads that we were talking about earlier. <laughs> Between the studs, he found an active World War II grenade. It has been in the wall for, they estimated, at least 70 years. Wow. The house is very old. Mm-hmm. It's still active. It had the pennant and everything. He said, I rushed out of there, took a breath, and actually went back in and recorded the situation because, of course, you did. Because that's what we have to do. We got to do it for the gram. We could all be blown into little tiny bits, but we got to make sure it's recorded for Instagram. <laughs> of course, they had to call Bomb Squad, who came in, took out the, the, the active device. How does this happen so often? Mm. Like, people have lived in this house, and there was just a grenade in it. Also, why would you do that? Because Grandpa kept a souvenir from the war. But why did you hide it in the wall? I put it in a safe. I mean, so you're telling me that Grandma could have come home and been real angry and punched the wall the next day, you know, (laughs) exploded Grandma? Well, I mean, she'd have to punch pretty hard. Not as hard as Grandpa just puts stuff places and forgets that the there it happens right don't, don't put know. things in walls 
Okay, that's... keeping keeping live ordinance from a war is is a special memento to have. Yeah, that's uh, that's what okay, crime dealers, people that deal in smokable crimes, they hide things in walls. Yeah, stop doing that. I mean, I guess you're just you're just saving up for whenever you know Charlie comes a knocking one day. Oh yeah, you never by the know way, when you're going to need it. Uh, Stephen Tow- toilet paper also something you don't skimp on. Very good point. There's certain things that you just don't buy off brands of. Mm-hmm. Uh, ladies of the night, scotch, cigars, toilet paper, and Pop-Tarts. And peanut butter. No doubt. Peter Pan. Let's go. Yep. No other solution. Mayonnaise. Dukes. Period. Yes. There's, there's two kinds of mayo. There's there's Dukes and wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Mr. Mr. Karkavy survived. Right. Yes. It did not blow up. No. They it had to call not. in bomb squad. It was still active, and they neutralized it. Yeah. I don't know what that means. In no, I mean, my they, head, that means they took it out to the ocean and went, fire in the uh, hole! Because <laughs> that's what I'd do. No, they just deactivated it. You that's take the, the reason. Pin out of, or the, 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 the firing mechanism out of it. That's the reason you don't give Jeremy guns that are state-issued. Can't really. That sounded uh, like crimes. State issued, not oh. state purchased. Oh, okay. Uh, trust me, all mine, my, all mine are legal. Okay. <laughs> You're not getting me on that formality. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Uh, this past weekend in the NFL, uh, we have the champ- conference championships set. The Baltimore Ravens began the weekend, and it was just, I mean, it was really Houston starting with a whimper. From the kickoff of that game, I went, oh, good Lord, this is not going to end well. Did you not feel the same way? No, it stayed close. I mean, it was tied at halftime. Yeah. It was like our game, though. I eventually knew it was going to happen. Oh, I I never really thought Houston. I mean, look, Houston put up enough of a fight. But at the end of the day, Baltimore's the best team in the NFL. And I'm I'm, I'm just not sure who – if Baltimore doesn't beat themselves – I'm not really sure who's going to beat them mm-hmm. because they are the one team that can beat you a slew of different ways. I mean, Lamar Jackson was a, kind of a game manager. I mean, your leading receiver had 41 yards. So it's not like they were pressing it down the field. All they did was go, you're not running. We're going to completely neutralize your running game. We're going to put it on this rookie quarterback. Oh, and by the way, you're not going to have the ball a lot. And then we're going to run it down your throat. Oh, and we're going to kill your quarterback. Yeah, CJ Stroud probably woke up Sunday morning and went, oh. He was sacked zero times? And hit 27 times. Are you? This is the first time I've pulled up the box score of the game. I did not realize, because it felt like he got sacked 87 times. Nope. Not one registered sack in the game. Wow. I believe he was knocked down 14 times. I felt like they were up his keister all day. And I never doubted it for a second. Because Baltimore is that good. We've seen them beat the best teams in this league. Senseless. What made you think that the Houston Texans were going to do that? I mean, look, Houston has a really bright future. This was just, this was, this was how this was probably always going to go. Mm-hmm. And now you look at Baltimore. Baltimore, Kansas City is to me that's the Super Bowl. 
Whoever wins that game, that's who's winning the Super Bowl to me because I don't see any either one of these NFC teams even really putting up that much of a fight. And I come back to Baltimore. You know, what I said about Kansas City in the first hour of sometimes you just got to trust them. Mm-hmm. They got the better quarterback. They got the better coach. They're on the road. And I think right now Pat and Lamar are close-ish to each other. Lamar's going to be the MVP. He's been the better quarterback this year. This is the playoffs. This is different. Yes. But that's still the best team. I mean, top to bottom, 1-53, to 53, that's the best roster in the NFL, and it's not mm-hmm. even close. Yeah. And this feels – the only thing that really scares me about Baltimore is how do you adjust to the pressure? Last week, yeah, Houston, you got a young team, never been here before. You came in. It took you a minute, but you wore them down. And you just wore them out on the ground. You're not doing that to Kansas City. Because what does Steve Spagnuolo do about as well as any coordinator in the league? Whatever it is you want to do, I'm going to make you beat me the other way. Mm. Just look at what he did against Buffalo. Josh Allen ain't going to beat me. So you want to run? Run, run, run. And they did until they tapped out. And they put it back in the on the arm of Josh Allen. He dropped two safeties over the top. and says, you're not going to hit me deep. If you want to keep running these little swing routes, where he gets the ball out quick and our defense can converge on it, that's fine because you're not going to beat us that way. So the chess match of this is incredibly interesting to me. Obviously, you'd want Mark Andrews to be back. I think he will be back this week. He was apparently close to playing this week. Well, I mean, Baltimore will never admit this, but I feel like they had to look at this matchup and go, boys, if we need Mark Andrews for this, we're in worse (laughs) shape than we thought. (laughs) And maybe so. Maybe that played into it of, yeah, we could get by and he could have one more week of rest. Let's not risk getting him hurt till we know we're going to need him because we know we're going to need all hands on deck to beat Kansas City or Buffalo in a week. So that very well could have played a role. But it's the unknown of what's that going to be like when he comes back? Not that it changes all that drastically, but that's just one more weapon. Because I feel like you've established Isaiah now. Isaiah likely, I feel like, is established as a no-doubt threat with this team. Oh, I'd agree. And I mean, that's a kid that when he comes into free agency in a couple of years is going to get paid. Mm-hmm. But this is what good drafting teams do. You just look at the Baltimore roster up and down. We have hammered the the receiving selections with, with Rashad Bateman and other guys that have just kind of weird. Rashad Bateman had three catches for 39 yards, and one of them was critical. Mm-hmm. You just do it. You do this for long enough, and you're this deep. Let me ask you a question. Outside of Lamar Jackson, who's the one player that could miss the flight or miss the bus, as in Baltimore, so they don't take flight, that could miss the bus and just does not appear that you go, oh, well, they're beat now. There's not one. Yeah, there's not really one. I would argue Zay Flowers would probably be the top of that list. Yeah, we'll be close. And even then, I just look at it and go, well, you got Aguilar, you got Beckham, you, mm-hmm. you got Bateman, you got Likely, you got Mark Andrews got this fleet of running backs. I mean, they had four guys with eight or more carries. Think about that. Mm-hmm. Look at the other box scores around the NFL and just realize how different that is than what you're coming up against with anybody else. 
but it's it's the brilliance of the way that this team is built, right? It's the brilliance of the scheme that they run. And look, when it comes down to the coaching matchup in this next next round, I don't think it's all that out of hand. We glow over Andy Reid. John Harbaugh is up there on the on the list mm-hmm. of best coaches in this league. I, I, you're getting and he no not, disagreement from me. And he is not going to be coached circles around. Well, and I'm not saying he is. No. I just – I can't get to the this is a foregone conclusion because I feel like a lot of us thought last week was a foregone conclusion that Kansas City was going into Buffalo. We'd never seen Pat on the road, and what happened? Mm-hmm. Uh, they went in there and got the win. Mm-hmm. This is going to be fantastic. Now, here's what I don't understand. Why is this not the night game? That is a good question. I don't understand why we're playing this game first. I mean, I guess because it's on the East Coast. I don't know. San Francisco on the West Coast, you wouldn't want to have that game at noon, right? Because if you started that game at 3, it would be at noon on Sunday and on the West Coast. So maybe that's the thought. I don't really know. No clue. Okay. No, no clue. Because it would – that is the primetime matchup. All right, so Lamar's the MVP. If you had to give co-star credit, why are we here? Who is it? Co-star credit on the on the Ravens? Yes. All right, so Lamar's the guy that's had the special season. He's going to win the MVP. If you had to give secondary credit to somebody, who would it be? To a and player. I really noticed it this weekend. To a player? I didn't say a player. I said to a person. Oh well, if it's just a person, then I'm going. I'm going with Mike McDonald. I would go to Todd Monken. Really? Okay. The defense has always been good. Now it is flying around. That's the thing. That's the thing that I that I look at this team because they've played good defense for years. What was the one knock that we had on them for probably five years before this team was pass rush. Was I don't, every now and then you would you know how are you going to replace this guy losing you know um, I'm trying to think of the, the the guys that they plugged and played over the years Justin Houston and um, uh, Yannick and Gawkway and guys like that you just kind of been rotating I, now they're doing that in the secondary mm-hmm. Mike McDaniel to me has been MVP level for this team Mike McDonald or excuse me Mike McDonald. I keep saying his name wrong. And I will say this. It, I think the most impressive part for McDonald is how he has turned the pieces they drafted, the Patrick Queens, the Justin Matabuike, who just had the oh. best year of his career. Yeah. Kyle Hamilton. You remember? Yeah, hey, dog. I remember. Oh, he does run fast. I went back and checked this because this game, when it got out of hand, I got a little bored. Do you remember exactly what I said about Kyle Hamilton? My yeah. verbatim was a smart team is going to draft him way lower than he should go, and he'll be an all-pro. Huh. You know, that dude with the mullets. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a smart feller sometimes. He knows stuff. A real smart feller sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, all the loser t- teams bypassed him. Like mine. Oh, he's too slow. He can't play. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's pretty good at the footballs. He is pretty good at the footballs. That entire team is good. And here's the thing. They are the complete team. They have been since the beginning of the season. You can bring it on both sides of the ball. I don't know how you're going to stop either one of them, and there's not a team in this league that's built to stop them. 
No, and they could they just could beat you multiple ways. Defensively, they've always had that. It was the switch from Greg Roman to Todd Monken of okay, you want to put a billion guys in the box and make Lamar beat you? We can do it. Because now I got the guy over the top. I got two tight ends when Andrews is healthy. I can beat you that way if that's how you want me to beat you. It's not necessarily how I prefer to do it, but I can. And they're the only team in the, in the, in the NFL that has that. Yep. You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 8, 880 AM and 1400. Excuse me, I'll get rid of the hiccups. We'll be back for the daily draft after the top of the hour. Running a small business is no small task. At Home Trust Bank, we work hard to prepare businesses for whatever tomorrow may bring. Your dreams are our business, and we have local experts who can help you plan for a successful future. Dependable guidance you need and service you'll appreciate. At Home Trust Bank, we take your small business banking personally. Visit your local Home Trust branch or anytime at htb.com. Member FDIC. Did you know that Ingalls sells more organics than any other store? Or that they run their own dairy? Or that they only serve USDA choice and prime meat? Did you know that they have more local craft beer than any place else? Or that they have energy smart stores? Or that they professionally slice and package imported cheese from Europe? Did you know about their giant international aisle, local farm partnerships, curbside pickup, wine department? Or that they donate 3,956 meals a day to local food banks? Well, now you do. It's all in the bag. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. Hear that? That's the sound of new digital instance from the North Carolina Education Lottery. Now you can play right from your phone and win real cash prizes. It may all sound new, but winning, oh yeah, big money, is as thrilling as ever. Register to play digital instance for a whole new way to win. Must be 18 to play. See prize and odds charts at nclottery.com slash digital dash instance for details. Problem gambling helpline 877-718-5543. The Sportsocracy. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. The Sportsocracy. Shake it back! Beer City's best sports talk. It is gross. Just earlier. They are mature, actually. You just have to get to know them better. Your lunchtime dose of dumbassery. Live from the Ingalls studio. You're in the Sportsocracy, and we are live in the Ingalls studio on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400. The Sportsocracy is heard everywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app, live or on demand. And you can see us on the YouTubes. Just go to thesportsocracy.com, click the live video link, subscribe to the channel. That way you can join us in the chat. It's an overreaction Monday. The Buffalo Bills falling once again in the playoffs to the Kansas City Chiefs. Nobody loses in the playoffs more gruesomely than the (laughs) Buffalo Bills. 27-24, Josh Allen, he just cannot beat Patrick Mahomes. And yes, it's it's very reminiscent of the Brady-Manning years, these two quarterbacks. And and, And we had this theory for a long time, right, with Peyton Manning. Can he ever win the big one? Can he ever beat Tom Brady? We didn't get to see it a whole lot, but I think those of us who are to the point where we realize that this is the next generation, Brady Manning, at some point, Josh has got to win one of these, right? For every rivalry, you have to have the other one win sometime. Yeah. 
and and Josh does win in the regular season. In the regular season, that's the problem. He's beaten him what three times in the regular season? Yes, and now has lost to him three times in the playoffs. Let's say if I'm not mistaken, I don't think he's ever lost to him in the regular season, and he's never beat him in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> that that may be true. That may be true. Um, and it got us to thinking about, of course, the quarterbacks who've never won one. And I never I, won a Super Bowl. I have a, a spicy on this. Uh, so in our YouTube chat, we asked, who is the best quarterback that never won a Super Bowl? Yes. And that is the subject of today's daily draft. And I feel like there's one very obvious answer that Derek Sexton, Michael Meadows, Stephen Tao, several other people have already commented. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give you the number one pick. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm going to try to put my thumb on the scale here because – I really believe what I'm getting ready to say. There is one, a number one, and we all know uh, you have to be a football fan for, I don't know, 10 minutes to know that Dan Marino is the greatest quarterback of all time that never won a Super Bowl. I agree with you. Passed for over 60,000 yards and had all the Pro Bowls and won an MVP and made it to the Super Bowl his rookie year and then never got back to one. It's the biggest travesty in sports. Oh, no doubt. He just had, receiver-wise, it wasn't there. And that was a much different age of the NFL. Because free agency was pretty new. Uh, it didn't really even exist. I mean, it was there, but it wasn't there. Mm -hmm. It changed drastically in the early 90s. And it's way different now. I assumed you would say Marino won. Yes. There's no other way that can go. Nope. Now, I'm going to ask you another question. It's not going to change my pick. My two picks are written in pen over here. Who would your two be? My two? Mm-hmm. Jim Kelly. That's funny, because Jim Kelly would be my three. Josh Allen's my two. <laughs> what? Okay. Josh Allen's already my two. Really? You have spent this many years with the team to beat. If not the team to beat, then the second best team to beat. You didn't accidentally win one. Josh Allen is a special, special quarterback. Because let's be really honest. That Buffalo team outside of Josh Allen, what did they do really well? Especially the team they put on the field yesterday that had no linebackers left. Uh, I feel like the, the reason that I told him he got the number one pick because I feel like I won the daily draft on, on Friday because I said Bill's linebackers took it last. It's called a value pick. Mm -hmm. And that was a big deal. What did they do really well? Were the corners really good? No. no. Were the linebackers really good? Eh, at times. Pass rush was inconsistent. You're paying Von Miller a lot, and he flashed at times. Mm -hmm. Offensive line, eh. You had James Cook. He was he was pretty good. Stephon Diggs, he was pretty good. Dalton Kincaid, he was pretty good. Weird. All that's tied to Josh Allen. Mm -hmm. Every bit of it. I would make the argument that I could have given you practically any other quarterback in the NFL yesterday, and they would have got beat by three touchdowns. It would have never been close. Mm -hmm. Ever. That's how good he was. That's how good he is. I think he's the second best quarterback already. <laughs> and the only one that was even competitive with him was his Buffalo Bill partner, right. Jim Kelly. Because mm -hmm. he got to that many and lost them all. Yep. Jim Kelly was special, too. But his career ended today. You'd take him over Jim Kelly. Yes. Why? Was Jim Kelly ever the best quarterback in the NFL? 
was any other quarterback that you're getting ready to say ever the best quarterback in the NFL? But has he ever been? I'd answer the question I asked, and then I'll get to the question. That... Uh, no, Jim was never the best. Exactly. Was he ever as close as Josh Allen is right now? I could make the argument Josh Allen's been the MVP of the league four years in a row. I could make that argument, and you know I'm right because we've talked about him every year we've done this. Mm-hmm. Jim Kelly ever sniff an MVP? Did you ever oh, even consider I'm sure, him? I'm sure he did. No, because he had Thurman Thomas, which back then stole a lot of the the cachet of him. Right. Josh Allen don't have that. He's had Stefan Diggs for a couple years, who might be mm-hmm. the most inconsistent superstar I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I think Josh Allen is already to two. Wow. And my fear is it's not going to get any better. Because he has been the best value in the NFL for several years now. Mm-hmm. That ended last night. Because now he's into the $47 million range. And he's worth every cent of it. But look what it does to the roster. Mm-hmm. They're $43 million of the cap right now. They but they have this deal, which I'll, I'll be honest with you, the Josh Allen contract is what will keep Buffalo really good for a really long time. You almost have to restructure it. Because you're either going to gut the roster or you're going to kick some of that money down the road. And that was their goal. Their goal was we're going to draft so well that we can deal with these $50 million years in this little meaty clackers portion of the contract that it gets cheap on the backside. And then we can figure out what we have to do there. Because the salary cap is going to continue to swell. And at $40 million the last year of this deal, he'll probably be the best value in the NFL again. But the next few years are not going to be pretty. Stefan Diggs, somebody asked in the YouTube chat, and I'm, I apologize, I, I don't have it pulled up in front of me, asked, what's the percentage chance they trade Stefan Diggs? Want to or actually do it are completely different things because I think they would like to. Mm-hmm. He is an absolute head case. And if you watch yesterday and don't see that, I don't really know what to tell you. But if you take Stefan Diggs away That's from the problem, team. And you can't replace him. No. Short of drafting one, which I think Buffalo will do. I'm all aboard the train of Buffalo's going to draft one of these high-end receivers in this draft. And if one falls, don't be shocked if they move up to get one. Yeah, no, that's... Because Gabriel Davis, that ship has left the station. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. The only thing I kept thinking yesterday was, God, could he have another one? If he's Can just... we have one more wide receiver? And that's Can the thing, I, is I, kept watching him throw to, I kept watching him throw to Trent Sherfield and, and Deontay Hardy. And, like, okay, there's two really good ones. And the rest of you are mediocre at best. Just what if you had another, like that, an outside threat that took some of that heat off Stefan Diggs? And Steph could play out of the slot and do different things like that. It felt like, especially in the fourth quarter, that they were trying to manufacture touches for Stefan Diggs, and Kansas City knew it as well as anybody in the world. There were two that should have been picked because he locked in on 14 and went, that's where this ball's going. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm hmm. I think Josh Allen is already the second best quarterback to not win a Super Bowl. Wow. I know that sounds spicy, and the more you think about it, the more you'll get to – because there's a lot of them, and a lot of people have said in the YouTube chat, and I'm going to agree with all of them. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. I don't know that you were ever – I don't know that you were ever that guy, Mm -hmm. that you were first, second, super high-end, third best quarterback in the NFL. I feel like Jim Kelly would have fallen into that category. I was six years old, so I know <laughs> I wasn't doing a whole lot of quarterback power rankings back then. Uh, sadly enough, I was. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
Um, but he was definitely high on the list. He was my three. Josh right. Allen passed him yesterday. All right. All right. Um, well, I got to go with a guy who's, you know, actually been to Super Bowls and, and lost multiple. Uh, Fran Tarkenton, the old Georgia Bulldog, went to three of them. Hashtag no homer. No, no homer. Um, went to three Super Bowls with the Minnesota Vikings and could not win a single one of them. Tark was the, he was the ultimate dual threat quarterback of the 1970s. He was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Guy that we had never seen before. He broke those molds. Problem was he just on a team that couldn't win. (laughs) You're on a team that just could not get it done. Yeah. His problem for me is that I was a negative 11 years old when he retired. Yes. And you just guaranteed that I'm going to get one of the two that I really hated to bypass for the two bills guys. So pretty happy about that. Okay. All right, good for you. Uh, and then after that, I uh, will go with uh, Dan Fouts. Oh, shoot. That was one of them. Well, again, had all the stats in the world. Air Coriel, right? It got you a place in the Hall of Fame, but you could not get it done. Three straight AFC championship games and could not get to a single Super Bowl. Yeah, because you, you had Air Coriel and you scored points, but you had a defense that were it weren't great. Mm-hmm. I do hate that you took Dan Fouts. That was that was one of the ones I was talking about. Okay. Uh, but you did leave me who was my four. Okay. It's Warren Moon. Because he did it with multiple teams. Warren Moon was a dog. Also, five Grey Cups. For whatever that means. <laughs> five Grey Cups. Oh, Canada. <laughs> Woo! Love it. I was always a huge Warren Moon fan, and he mm-hmm. seemed to get better with age. Mm-hmm. And then you look at that Minnesota tech because he had Minnesota, he had the Oilers. Oh, man. What could have been across both of those? As you said, Jim Kelly was the second best quarterback in the league. I would argue Warren Moon was better than Jim Kelly for a good portion of that. They were up there. It was inconsistent because mm-hmm. there were some down years, but he was so, so talented. Yes. Yes, he was. Uh, and that would have been my next selection had you not taken it. The next one is what gets hard, and there's just there's one name that I keep coming back to, and I can't stop. And I almost feel like I'm going to tie it into what I just said about Warren Moon because of the overlap. Okay. Randall Cunningham. You okay. said the original dual threat. Mm-hmm. The original dual threat in the modern era was Randall Cunningham. Was Randall, yes. And then you gave him Randy Moss and went, oh, Boy, I would argue he has one of the top three biggest heartbreaks of all time. The Gary Anderson miss against the Atlanta Falcons. I still remember that. I was 11 years old, and I remember thinking, oh, good Lord, how do you walk? I couldn't even drink yet. And I was sitting there going, I need to drink. Like Watching that, I need to drink for you. Mm -hmm. Mom, could you turn on cartoons? I don't know how to change this. All right, Randall Cunningham. I'm curious to see where you go from here. You're not going to like it. I can guarantee you're not going to like it. Oh, uh, is it a is it a quarterback that played close to where we're sitting right now? No, that's mm, no. I wasn't thinking about going there just yet. If you're thinking about going there at all, just be prepared for shock and awe of mock and you. What? Go ahead. 
Say, say your names. There's there's one that I'm really waiting on you to say. All right, well, I'm going to take, take them back to back because I think you're going to laugh at both of them. One's Matt Ryan, and the other one is Philip Rivers. Nope. I'm not laughing at either one of those. Okay. Actually, I'm not laughing at either one of those. Okay. I'm Frankly, I'm impressed that that's where you went because <laughs> Philip Rivers was my next one. He was awesome until he wasn't. Yeah. He was the Josh Allen of the mm-hmm. early 2000s. He was, I can get you there. I can get you into the playoffs. We can win 13 games in a regular season, but when the playoffs come, I'm nowhere to be found. Uh, do you see the irony that right now we have two Minnesota Vikings? We have two Buffalo Bills. We have two Los Angeles Chargers. Yes. You see the irony in that? Mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm throwing it out there. It's it's bad franchise. Do you see an irony? Bad franchises that have great quarterbacks that cannot get it done for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to – I have nothing negative to say about the, the two that you just said. Okay, all right. Uh, and I'm going to add one to a team that we already have. Uh, I'm going to have our second Houston Oilers because I'm going Steve McNair next. Ooh. I'm going Steve McNair next, and then, you know what? I'll add another Eagle, Donovan McNabb. Oh, you mm. – I considered him. I considered him taking him with the other ones. That's another one that that's close to my heart because, I mean, well, I was you know, I was watching every year that he got to an NFC Championship game and could not get it done. He has and despite to be. the fact that we beat their brains out, <laughs> um, I wanted him to win. He has I to be sick watching him. Pat Mahomes. Mm-hmm. I, I I think this every single year watching Mahomes win. With, with with deficiencies because you got Andy Reid, Donovan McNabb has to just be sitting at home going, "How is that not me?" Because how many times did I have To or or our buddy Nate Brown, who I just you know I have to throw that name in there, right? Somebody made a North Carolina Tar Heel history of the helmet and they had Nay in there, and I got really excited like, "Hey, Nay, it's you!" Yeah, I got a thousand pictures like that. Okay, I got excited. <laughs> but McNabb to me, McNabb was. He was so good. Mm-hmm. But the reason he's down here for me is that he was never the second or third best quarterback in the league. He was just so consistent. Right. And they did such a good job of putting talent around him. Andy Reid, weird. Mm-hmm. Weird. That's how that works. And Steve McNair, so unbelievably talented. He just never had all the pieces. I feel like Steve McNair and, and, and Dan Marino are way closer on this list than people think. In terms of just raw talent. I would agree I with could that. make an argument that McNair is one of the five most talented quarterbacks I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. He just never had all the pieces around him. Never really had great receivers. Yeah, no, his best receiver the Super Bowl year was Derek Mason. Was he on, wasn't he on that team? Or was he uh, still he in Baltimore was, at that time? Yeah, he had a lot of Kevin Dyson, Derek Mason. Yeah. Uh, Justin McCarrens. Hey, weird... A lot of dudes that the Jets accidentally paid down the line. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Isn't it weird how that works? It is weird how that works. Uh, okay, so we're at, we're down to the last pick here after you snaked Donovan McNabb from me. Uh, yes, and there are a lot of people in the chat that are waiting for you to say the name that I was hinting at earlier. Mark Brunel? That, was that, no, it's was not that Mark, the one? It's not current I just quarterback. Over to the- it's not current quarterback coach of the Detroit Lions, Mark Brunel. <laughs> I just looked over to the chat. That was the first one I saw. Um, okay. 
Um, I don't. Are you talking about Cam Newton? That's the one I'm waiting. That's for you not to say. the one I'm going to say. I'm going Sonny Jurgensen before I go Cam Newton. I just wanted to hear. It. I just need somebody else to say it. It's not me. It's not coming from me. If you told me best Carolina Panther quarterbacks to not win a, to not win a Super Bowl, I think I would consider Cam at two. Boomer Esiason. That'll be my official last pick. Do not throw. There, there shall be no Boomer Esiason. I'm not. I'm not here. throwing shade. I'm telling you. Boomer Esiason was a better quarterback than Cam Newton. And it ain't really all that close. At Sports Tank ESPN. I, I mean, if that's that spicy to you all, I don't know I mean, what I you're looking give, for. I would give out my Twitter handle it's at ESPN Draft Nerd. But the yeah. Cam Newton apologists, they already know it. Yeah. Oh, Cam <laughs> it's, Newton. It's bookmarked. Deliver it free in those hands. Cam Newton, Michael Vick. Somebody threw out Baker Mayfield. Yes. I mean, because that's as logical to me as Michael Vick and Cam Newton. Yes. Baker Mayfield is the best NFL quarterback that was a walk-on in college and won the Heisman Trophy to not win a Super Bowl. Had Michael Vick maybe not gone to federal prison for several years, then maybe. Maybe. I could make that argument. I Vic would was, consider it. Vick would probably, if I had another pick, it would probably be I like mean, he that. had that late resurgence with Philadelphia and all of that, and he was very electric with the Atlanta Falcons. He he just had two periods where it was like, good Lord, how do you defend this guy? Yes. Because he just didn't have anybody like that in the NFL. He was different. Mm-hmm. And he was, oh, I was going to say he was a dog. And yes, I do see the irony in him. Oh. You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. The best season of the year is here. Tailgate season. Monster Brewing presents this season's MVP. The Beast Unleashed. With four bold, familiar flavors. With zero caffeine and zero sugar. Beast Unleashed is your new pregame ritual. With white haze, mean green, peach perfect, and scary berries, there's a flavor for every fan. The Beast Unleashed. 6% alcohol by volume. Unleashed responsibly. Must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed. Available at your local retailer. If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in the mountains, you need to call the agents at Clarissa Sells WNC, brokered by eXp Realty. Check us out online at clarissasellswnc.com. And did I mention that Clarissa Sells WNC loves teachers? We love teachers so much, we're giving back 25% of our commission at closing. For more information, contact us today at 828-774-6343 or clarissasellswnc at gmail.com. At Ingles, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. The Sportsocracy. We treat star athletes better because they're better people. That's not fair! Life isn't fair, kiddo. Get used to it. We're back at the Sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. So all the final thoughts from the weekend, our overviews of the weekend, uh, we've 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 completed them all. We didn't we didn't really talk about Houston though. Did you have any parting thoughts for Houston on the, any constructive criticism for their season? Well, uh, no, you greatly overachieved. I could make the argument that no team in the NFL is in is in better shape for the next five years than Houston mm-hmm. because you're the one team that has an elite quarterback. 
on a rookie deal. And you've got four more years of that rookie deal. Well, that dude is cheap, cheap, cheap. And I, you've got the coach. I think you've got a lot of the pieces. They're a very interesting team for the offseason for me. I, I've started doing you know, the, the mock drafts and the free agency and things like that. And Houston is a team that I just keep coming back to because I think you are so close. I think they've already passed Jacksonville. Already. Nobody thought that was coming. No. The the rosy, the, the, the most rosy red colored glasses Texan fan on the planet. Nobody thought you were going to be here. By the way, let me tell you a fun little stat. Top five teams in the NFL in cap space. Who are they? Oh, I don't know. San Francisco, Seattle. San Francisco. I'm just starting to name off teams. Uh, uh, you're horrible at this. Houston. Indianapolis Colts are five. New England Patriots are four. Okay. Houston Texans are three. Okay. Tennessee Titans are two. Commanders are one. You do realize three of those teams are horrible, and the other two teams are the up-and-comers in the AFC South. This division is about to become infinitely more interesting than it has been in the past. Because I look at every team, I think you're all interesting. Jacksonville, to me, you just hit a home run with your defensive coordinator hire. I think he did a great job in Atlanta. He was not really a huge name. But now he comes in with uh, enough raw in Jacksonville that I think he he makes you interesting, more interesting than you were. Now you just got to figure out the offense and if you're bringing back Calvin Ridley. Indianapolis, uh, you you were right there. You were one terrible Shane Steichen call away from being in the playoffs mm -hmm. with a backup quarterback because your top five pick got hurt early in the season. Well, he's coming back next year. And you're really intriguing. I'm curious to see if you bring back Michael Pittman. The Texans are the one of those teams. You don't have a big player that's departing. You don't have a big contract to add, which means they can go into free agency and big game hunt. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you know how many good players there are on this market. It's a lot. And teams only get one franchise tag. We've got some good players in the secondary. Because that's where I'm starting. Is that where you would start? I, I don't think so. Really? No, I would be looking at a pass rusher opposite uh, Will Anderson. Will Anderson. Mm -hmm. Josh Allen is the first name that came to my mind. If Chris Jones finds a way to hit the market, I I will do dumb things. But that's what you can do. That's what happens when you trade up and you have an edge rusher that's on a rookie deal for this long. You've got all these young receivers that are still two years away from uh, – uh, they've got two years left of team control. There's a lot to be encouraged by Houston. Look, you walked into a buzzsaw. We all knew that was coming. You beat a, a Cleveland team that was killed, and you did it very impressively. And that playoff win is huge. Frankly, your playoff loss is huge because now you have a team that's been there. They've gone in against the best team in the NFL. They've gone on the road. They've had the prep weeks. They've had the short week in the playoffs. All of those things are invaluable assets to the Houston Texans. If we did a future power ranking right now of in all 32 NFL teams – who I believe will win the most games over the next five years. I could make a very impassioned argument that it would be the Houston Texans. This is a critical offseason because this is the this is the one time that you're going to go in as the big spender to go fill holes. You drafted really well with those two high-end picks. You haven't done as great a job with picks over Nick Casario's history here in Houston. Hashtag never forget. Okay, Kenyon Green. That didn't go so hot. 
And that wouldn't be predictable except I predictable it. And there have been a few others. So you really need to, especially with having the pick this year, after you gave up the pick for this year, that didn't wind up being as good as we all expected it to be. You got very lucky there. And you knew it. You knew that Will Anderson, CJ Stroud was, were, your, were your franchise corner pieces. You were right. Mm-hmm. And so that was almost no harm, no foul with the last, with that pick, with the last pick you got from Cleveland. Because Cleveland's actually wound up being better than yours. If you know anybody that would have bet that before the season, they're a witch. <laughs> There's a lot of promise for the Houston Texans. You're right. They've got all the pieces in place. Something we wouldn't have said 18 weeks ago or no. 20 weeks ago, whatever it's been. No, we were very down on the Texans, and I think we had all the reason to be. Mm-hmm. There was no expectation that, that C.J. Stroud would have the best rookie year of a quarterback in the last, I, I think almost without debate in the last 25 years. Mm-hmm. You didn't expect that. And that receiving core that was such a question mark, man, it looks like a strength now, doesn't it? Oh, With yeah. With Nico Collins and and Noah Brown and John Mechie and Dalton Schultz. Tank Dell coming back Tank from Dell, I, f- I forgot, arguably the best one of the bunch. He is the best one of the bunch. I don't know. Nico's pretty close. If it ain't Nico, Nico's a, a 1B. This is Mike Evans, Chris Godwin kind of kind of it territory. Could it could be because Tank plays predominantly out of the slot. I mean, Nico plays on the outside. I, I, that, that, it's what they remind me of. I, just, I look at a team here. If they were in the NFC, I would be putting every shekel I had on Dynasty. Mm-hmm. Because the NFC, I hate to break it to you, is getting worse. And the AFC is getting better. And if you don't believe me, really think about this. How many teams in the AFC do you go into the offseason going, there is nothing you can do that will make you competitive next year? I would argue it's the New England Patriots. I would argue it is the Tennessee Titans. And I would argue that is the end of the message. Repeat the line. There are 14 teams in the AFC that I could easily see being playoff teams next year. Yeah. In the NFC, I struggle to get to seven. <laughs> okay. You're in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. It was a great season for the Houston Texans. They no doubt surpassed every expectation anybody ever had for this team. The question is, how do you live up to the expectation next year? Because you're going to come in and we're going to expect you to win this division. We're going to expect you to be able to eke out the division win against the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're going to do everything in their power to get better. And what is Indianapolis' role in all of this? You're right. That is a very interesting division going into this upcoming offseason. You're in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. When we come back, it'll be time for the most important message of the day. Running a small business is no small task. At Home Trust Bank, we work hard to prepare businesses for whatever tomorrow may bring. Your dreams are our business, and we have local experts who can help you plan for a successful future. Dependable guidance you need and service you'll appreciate. At Home Trust Bank, we take your small business banking personally. Visit your local Home Trust branch or anytime at htb.com. Member FDIC. 
Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics have teamed up under new ownership by an Asheville native to better serve our community with the finest custom apparel and unique branded items at the best price. Showtime Sports and Mountain Graphics can customize whatever you, your team, business, or local group may need through high-quality screen printing, embroidery, and laser engraving right here in Asheville. Free personal delivery within Buncombe County and a reduced delivery fee anywhere in Western North Carolina. Visit ShowtimeSportsAVL.com and MountainGraphicsAVL.com. Your one-stop custom apparel shops. If you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in the mountains, you need to call the agents at Clarissa Sells WNC brokered by eXp Realty. Check us out online at clarissasellswnc.com. Download our free app on Google Play or the App Store. Type in Asheville Home Search. You'll be able to connect with our team and see all the available homes for sale in our area. For more information, contact us today at 828-774-6343 or Clarissa Sells WNC at gmail.com. Welcome back into the Sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. Time for the most important message of the day. Don't do crimes. Yeah, let's go to New York City. No stranger to crimes there. And a man... Did that thing where you're not supposed to bring certain things back through airport security. JFK International Airport. A man was trying to get on a flight. And uh, let's see here. He was actually he was coming back in to the United States. Citizen of the U.S. who lives in Guyana. He's 22 years old. His name's Zachary Scott. And as he was coming through customs, they found something strange in his suitcase. He had he had shrimp in the suitcase. Now, Jeremy, you you haven't done a lot of international travel, have you? No. Um, but you do know that from doing all of these stories, there are certain things you can bring in the country and certain things you can't. Yes. Uh, usually, usually any type of oh, I don't know, produce product. That's that's going to be flagged. Uh, any type of meat product, always going to get flagged as well. Now the guy did not uh, did not just have shrimp in his suitcase. He thought it'd be a good idea to hide the drugs he was carrying in the suitcase with the shrimp. He had forty pounds of cocaine in freezer bags with shrimp. Or as, around it. or as Charlie Sheen used to call it, a very light weekend. 40 pounds worth of cocaine. Now, he got it, and and, the, and they got him, and his response was, it's not mine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was told, or he told them, the border people, that he was promised a payment of five to $6,000. For bringing 40 pounds of cocaine in through JFK Airport. He's now facing 20 years in prison. Excuse me, sir. Uh, I believe you need a negotiator for better payment of services rendered. 5,000 bucks. Yeah, that's not worth it for me, Pablo. Whoever's handing me this money, I'm not interested. 
I was trying to find what the uh, street value of 40 pounds of cocaine would be. But that's something I don't really want to Google. Uh, you shouldn't. It'll put you on a list. My story comes from Philadelphia. It's about 55-year-old Christopher James Casey and 62-year-old Robert Wallace, who is now deceased. They were neighbors. And apparently that uh, apparently one of them had a, a serious problem and it ca- caused some friction in their neighborly relationship. Care to take a stab at what that problem was? Yeah, no telling. One of them was a very loud snorer. Okay. Well, apparently they had argued about this for some time and it led to a confrontation. They threw a wall discussed hey what what are we going to do about this and after 20 minutes of speaking through a window mr wallace appeared to calm down and wanted to shake hands and offered to help pay for nasal surgery to alleviate casey snoring this is according to what casey told police he unlocked his front door and mr wallace found that he had a stun gun and a knife under a blanket now the reason i tell this story a how the hell can you hear somebody snoring through a wall? Like you need to see somebody about how lightly you sleep. Maybe you should turn on a television or something. Although it's not going to be a problem where you're going. Mr. Casey, you know, he, he did crimes and it became very obvious that he did crimes based on how he tried to cover it up. Uh, he busted out a window in his house and then stabbed himself. Mm-hmm. Does that ever work? He stabbed me. Why is there none of your blood on him? Oh, yeah, that's where that falls apart. You should learn a book. Uh, Listen to a true crime podcast. I listen to a lot of them. It ain't hard to figure out when you stabbed yourself because, see, there's a different angle at which a knife is going to hit you when you hit you than if he hit you. And there's that whole blood thing. Dumbest. What would ever bring you to stab yourself? Oh, because you think it will help you get away with it. And in turn, it just gives you a limp to tell the rest of us how stupid you actually are. No doubt. Uh, He has been charged with third degree murder, voluntary manslaughter, and possessing instruments of a crime. He remains jailed with bail set at $1 million, Mm -hmm. which I'm going to say might as well be set at 11 dejillion because I don't like the chances of him raising that. (laughs) Uh, By the way, I couldn't help myself. I had to Google search it. Uh, From several years ago, 2019 story, about 40 40 pounds of cocaine. That was $1.7 million five years ago. Well, that probably explains the text message I just got. Uh, uh, thank you. Would, uh, the, the bosses here at iHeart would like to see you. <laughs> yes. Something yes. about unscrupulous internet searches. Yes. Yes. Uh, so I'm just saying $5,000 on your, what's got to be over $2 million worth of cocaine. Yeah. No, you're going to have to give me more if you want me to be your mule. Uh, <laughs> checking over. Let's see. Oh, we got a, uh, super chat here. Yeah. Uh, this one from soaring Eagle. He says, I don't know if you already saw this, but there is a rumor that the 49ers are trying to get Brady. They tried. They they tried to get Brady and told Purdy that he'd be the backup for the year if they got him. That's That's been a rumor over the hmm. course of the season. I've never verified it. It wouldn't shock me. It, it would not shock me in the least. Well, no. 
San Francisco knows where they're at. Of course. They, they know what Brock Purdy is. Mm-hmm. They know that there's there's a lot of good, and if you can keep the pieces around him, there will continue to be a lot of good. The problem comes into the contract. A good thing for San Francisco, that's not a problem for two more years. Well, and also a good thing for San Francisco is that I believe that's a franchise that they could take the heat on that. No doubt. If they don't, th- if they don't think Brock Purdy is worth thirty-five million dollars or whatever comes two years from now, forty-five million dollars, they're not going to pay him. Look, San Francisco won games with Nick Mullins and CJ Beathard. So, were they competitive for Super Bowls? No. They are now, mm-hmm. and you've you've got a shot. And I, I'm not a super believer in San Francisco. I never have been. I'm also not a super believer in anything in the NFC. So there, there's a great chance that San Francisco wins this game and then goes to Las Vegas, Nevada, and they'll do what a lot of people do when they go to Vegas. Uh, go in with high hopes and end up broke with oh. their pockets pulled out like the Monopoly man. Oh, oh we got beat 48-6. to six. <laughs> Kyle Hamilton hit Brock Purdy so hard he forgot his name. Right. That's the team that I went into this weekend, or I, ca- I guess I came out of this weekend thinking you're in trouble how many times did you think oh god jeremy's right oh god he's right and he's about san francisco yeah. i mean it was it was a few it was a few please dear god don't let san francisco lose this game oh i would have come in with i'd have come in covered in cheese i'd have just i'd have <laughs> gone to Ingles, low prices love savings bought every can of easy cheese they had and just made a beard out of it huh <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, I can't get that mental picture out of my head now. It's gross. Yeah, that's – trust me, you've, said, spray cheese. you've said many things over the course of the years that Yikes. made my skin curl. Yikes. Um, yeah, no, I, I, San Francisco was just one of those that I went, what are you doing? How did this happen? It was like the Dallas Cowboys the week before. I mean, I fully expected it out of the Dallas Cowboys. I guess I should fully expect it out of the San Francisco 49ers, too, with their track record in the playoffs. But I don't, and I didn't, and I still think that they're going to still think that they're gonna come away with a win this week. Uh, by the way, Green Bay is a team that we didn't talk about that much. You should feel a lot of what I said about Houston applies to Green Bay, too. I mean, because here's the thing. Mm, yeah. Okay, you said except for the quarterback part, except for the, the fact that I'm gonna have to start paying Jordan Love, and well, that's gonna be your the clock on Jordan Love started much later, which is one of the reasons that I had issues with this. Right, it starts now, right? Like not you got next really. year, you got next year's twenty five million or whatever, and then it's not that much, is it not? No, I thought it was. Give me a minute, I'll tell you. Because they, gave I think you have year. a decent window. Mm-hmm. They gave him another the the extra year at the beginning of the offseason. His last cap season. number next year is $12.7 million. Really? I thought it was more than that. There's a void year on the backside that's 5.2. Okay. I mean, don't be surprised if they give him a, a sizable extension this offseason. Mm-hmm. He's the one that nobody talks about. There's no doubt in my mind that he'll get the big boy deal this offseason. Yeah. that's that. Now, that, my question that is one, what if, that is. If I, I don't were, know what that one year is is worth if i were in that scenario then that's that's one that i'm gonna have to swallow the frog on right the, 35 is the base uh the, the over the cap evaluation on him is 36.1 there you go and i'm 
I don't love that. I, I don't, and I'm never going to. Because I don't see him like C.J. Stroud. See, to me, I, I would rather spin the rookie wheel. And that was kind of what I was always saying about Jordan Love. Is mm-hmm. It's not that he's terrible. It's the, the second you pay him, every million dollars you pay him, he's a little less value, mm-hmm. valuable. But now I'm, I look at the receivers because you got a, a crazy number of receivers there. And Romeo Dobbs was phenomenal in the playoffs. Jaden Reed was not as good in the playoffs, but he was phenomenal this year. Mm-hmm. And I just look at Green Bay and go, Minnesota is headed down a path of bleh. I think hiring Shane Waldron makes it more likely that you're going to see the Bears hold on to Justin Fields. Is it untoward to think that Green Bay could win this division next year? Ben Johnson leaves the Lions. The offense regresses. I mean, look what we just saw out of, out of Philadelphia. Right. They lost two coordinators, and all of a sudden, they couldn't play football anymore. And they got worse by the week. So, I mean, I think Green Bay has a lot to be encouraged by, too. There's just more up in the air because I'm not as sold on Jordan Love as I am C.J. Stroud. Mm-hmm. Now, that's like saying I'm not as interested in buying a Maserati as I am a, a Range Rover. Just Neither resist. one's bad. Trust me, I would much rather do that than be going, well, we can have Justin Fields or Caleb Williams. We. Just keep resisting the urge to pay him early. I think that's where I'm at with every quarterback now. Of just, Well, you've I'm got, not, you, you I'm have not, to. I don't want to jump in line. I don't want to pay you too early. I well, don't it's not pay jumping in line if you have the pieces around it. I mean, you got to understand, this is a team that finished in the final eight and should be playing on, in conference championship weekend. If your team wasn't so young and made just a handful of mistakes, they'd still be playing right now. So that's not really jumping in line. Jumping in line is where you pay a quarterback you don't have the pieces around him. Green Bay has all of that you and is going is, to have it for the next You think he's the guy? No doubt, unequivocally, you know. If I was in the NFC, I would be – or if I was in the AFC, I would be less inclined to say yes mm-hmm. because I'm looking at – for the long haul – I got to go Josh Allen. I got to go Lamar Jackson. I got to go Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, CJ Stroud, possibly Anthony Richardson, Trevor Lawrence, Will Levis. I've still got Aaron Rodgers and Tua Tungavailoa, who I haven't mentioned yet. Whatever the Broncos do. Now I'm looking at it going, oh, God, Jordan Love might be the ninth best quarterback in this conference. In the NFC, I got 94 year old Matthew Stafford. Okay, I'm through now. <laughs> That's it. Who else am I worried about? Dak Goff. Prescott, who makes a bajillion dollars. Mm-hmm. Goff, who's going to lose his play caller. Ben's getting a job. I mean, Dan Campbell's done a great job of hiring, but do I think he's going to hit another home run with the offensive scheme? Uh, maybe. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts. Not worried in the least. Really? Not worried in the least. Did you watch him towards the end of last year? Mm-hmm. Shane Steichen ain't coming back through that door. Could you hire another guy? Sure. And in the NFC, I would say Jalen's still three. Nothing's changing in Green Bay. Matt LaFleur, again, it's why you hire offensive coaches. The offensive scheme's going to stay the same because mm-hmm. it's a LaFleur scheme. Mm-hmm. I don't care who the offensive coordinator is. Oh, Joe Barry disappears. Uh, okay, so my defense is going to get better because that Neanderthal calling my defense is no longer here. Win. But you would feel secure in giving him money this year. This offseason. Well, I mean, he's going to make $12 million next year. That's th- that's happening. It doesn't matter if mm-hmm. I give him the deal now or not. Mm-hmm. But in terms of he, in his age 26 season, am I comfortable locking him up for three years? Yeah, I am. Okay. 
because I just don't see a path of the NFC getting out of this. Half of that conference is awful and going to be awful because four of them are awful and expensive. And how many of them have no clue what they're doing at quarterback? I mean, Washington's going to have a shot at one or they ride with Sam Howell. Seattle's got expensive Geno Smith and Drew Locke. I mean, you can do this for a long time before you get into, do I feel better about A or Jordan Love? It's Jordan Love down all of it. So, I mean, am I sitting here telling you I give him $50 million a year? No. Three for 100 yeah, I could probably get down with that. You're in the sportsocracy. This ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. Did you know that Ingalls sells more organics than any other store? Or that they run their own dairy? Or that they only serve USDA choice and prime meat? Did you know that they have more local craft beer than any place else? Or that they have energy smart stores? Or that they professionally slice and package imported cheese from Europe? Did you know about their giant international aisle, local farm partnerships, curbside pickup, wine department? Or that they donate 3,956 meals a day to local food banks? Well, now you do. It's all in the bag. Ingles, low prices, love the savings. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern hospitality touch. We're back counting down to kickoff. Let's look at today's three keys to premium pre-gaming with Beast Unleashed, presented by Monster Brewing. Number one, beat the heat. Unleash the beast with bold, familiar flavors, zero caffeine and zero sugar. Number two, running the option. There's four to choose from. White haze, each perfect, scary berries, and my personal favorite, mean green. And number three, at 6% ABV, max protect. Always drink responsibly, and you must be 21 or over. Beast Unleashed, available at your local retailer. The Sportsocracy. Ice up, son. Ice up. It is ESPN Asheville wrapping up an overreaction Monday here, and we've had a move made by one of the teams going to play this weekend in the conference championship game. The uh, Detroit Lions have signed Zach Ertz, former Super Bowl champion with the Philadelphia Eagles, because they were left with only one tight end left on the roster. After uh, the injury to Brock Wright, it left Sam Laporta as the only one, and now Zach Ertz is being added to the roster. Woo. Doesn't matter? Don't care. Really? You got a week to learn the offense. I just don't see how this moves any needle in any way. You're a living, breathing body that we can put you on the field. Mm -hmm. He's not a great blocker in the first place. So... I just I I would look for Detroit probably to run more of that six offensive lineman swing tackle set, but I would have looked for them to do that anyway. Yep, uh, they'll have to have some help on the offensive line because Jonah Jackson apparently will not be able to go. He had surgery today. Yeah, that's so. that is the bigger one. And Frank Ragnow is a dog. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I was impressed. I think that all dude got long. rolled up on like fourteen times. He did and refused to come out of the game, and he did a hell of a job shutting down Vita Vea. So, hats off to the uh, Detroit Lions offensive line. Uh, if we if we had an all lunch pail team, Frank Ragnow would be the captain of it. Yes, absolutely. 
Um, also, Antonio Pierce announced as the new head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, that happened right after we came off the air on Friday as we had ice and snowy things. And look, that was the right call. I, I think, to me, it was the only call. Everybody talked about Harbaugh and, and all these other – no, you already did this once. Because Rich Basaccia should have been the head coach a few years ago, and, and you had to try to bring in Josh McDaniels. Uh, no. Go with the guy that has the locker room, and Antonio Pierce has the locker room. I will be curious to see what the staff looks like uh, because everything I've heard is it does not appear that the offensive staff is going to stay intact, which is a little strange to me. Mm-hmm. But that keeps Devontae Adams. I don't look for him to make noise about making a movement to the Jets. You don't have to worry about Max Crosby. What are you going to do at quarterback? That's the the ultimate decision. And the further down the rabbit hole we go, I think you're going to have Jimmy Garoppolo gone. They'll just eat it on the money, roll with Aiden O'Connell, maybe bring in a vet to compete compete with him. I don't look for them to be active with the rookies. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't think that's the path you're going to go. The defense has pieces. The offense has pieces. I saw enough from Aiden O'Connell that I would roll with him for another year and try to bring as much of the band back as I could. That team played really well towards the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, do you feel uh, any certain way that Patrick Graham may be gone? He's got a second interview with the Seattle Seahawks today for their head coaching job, and I, if he I gets st- gone... I struggle to believe he's not going to be there. I, I can't fathom somebody's going to hire him. Not in this cycle. I think he will be a head coach. I've said that for a long time. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's going to be now. Right. Seattle's interviewing everybody. Yes. So I, I can't put much stock in anything that they've done yet. And I, I'm still not sure that they've even interviewed who's going to ultimately get that job. Seahawks? I, I don't. I have a weird feeling something's coming out of left field with Seattle. Second interviews, um, just according to this, Ajiro Overo, uh, Patrick Graham, Mike Kafka, Raheem Morris, Dan Quinn. They're going defense. <laughs> and I can't in any universe picture them hiring any of those guys. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. I've been wrong before. Yep. I just I feel like there's a swerve coming out of Seattle. All right, you're in the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville. We'll be back with you tomorrow at noon right here in the Ingalls studio.